Hello, welcome back to another edition of the Return the Picks podcast. Once again, we're trying to win some moolah on the NFL. Once again, myself, Ollie Wilson, Jazz Gillum and Dave Bluck have all been betting last week and all come up empty-handed once again, Jazzy. Not a great week for me, I have to say. First week where I've really felt like I've let everyone down. Well, let's run through what you had. Uh, you had the Jags to win, the Bucks to win by at least seven, the Bears seven. to win, the Cardinals to win by three, Seattle to win by at least six and a half, and the Ravens to win by at by least 13. 13. So what what'd you get right? I got the Ravens and the Seahawks winning margins correct. So when those two lost the Cardinals, they did not see that game coming out for the uh, the Panthers, I have to say. Yeah. I, the Bears was a, was a hopeful bet to try and get some odds up, and I thought they could do it with Nick Foles, a bit of magic, but obviously they didn't do it against the Colts. The Bucks minus seven was a push because the the game finished with the Bucks having a seven-point win, so it ends up as a draw, so it's a push for me on that one. And yes, the Bengals uh, did manage to break down the Jaguars, so the Jags lost. So I, technically I went two and four. Well, two, three, and one, but we'll call it two and four because the push doesn't really count. Yeah. Unless you're an Eagles fan, then we can look at ties, so it would be two, three, and one. Uh, ties, the ties are the coolest. It's kind of like the hipster result of the NFL. Actually. So you're going two, three, and one. There um, you go. My um, win percentage is not as bad as thirty uh, percent. It's more like. I mean, I'll 36. put it. I'll put it down as a loss in the in the win loss column. Obviously, I think you me. should. In fairness, I'd feel bad if that was something that would prop me up against someone. That should be a loss. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, Dave went for. The, How did you do? I was okay, gonna say Dave it. went for the Bucks to win, the Bills to win, the Browns uh, to be within point uh, four point five of the Cowboys, the Texans to win by at least four point five, Seattle to win by at least six point five, and the Saints to win by at least four. He got one wrong, which was the Texans, who of course lost to the Minnesota Vikings. Everything else came through for Dave except for the cash and the Texans. Uh, and I went three and three because I picked the Jags, the Cardinals, and the Raiders to my detriment, the Colts, the Browns, and Seattle at least getting victories for myself. But I've got confidence this week about some bold predictions that I've made in the gambling, but there is logic and reason behind it, unlike everything that goes on in the NFL, particularly uh, based down in Florida. I, I still... <laughs> <laughs> Florida gets mentioned a few times in this podcast because um, we had the amazing Shane Vereen came back and uh, spoke with us for about two and a half hours or so. Not every single bit of it is with in this, but about two hours, ten of it, I think, is going to be used in the end. Um, Florida gets mentioned a few times, but the whole, like, we're going to open up the stadiums and everybody can come in is just... Right now, it seems a little bit foolish. I mean, I'm sure Whitney's loving it because he gets to watch Tom Brady in action in the flesh. But yeah, true. Just it's the risk to people and spreading of the COVID nineteen. The whole thing right now just doesn't doesn't add up. But hey, what do we know? We've we had are the, a, the had lawmakers a, in Florida, are we? A game shuffled with Cam and the Patriots because uh, of him him coming down with COVID, and then the team had to get two separate planes to go to Kansas City on yeah. the day on Monday. Yeah. It was yeah. like those who might be infected and those who definitely aren't. And then Stefan Gilmore's got it as well for New England. We've got the Bills game about to be rescheduled. It, it seems against the Titans this week, but the Bills are playing next Thursday. So the scheduling for that's going to be ridiculous. And that's the Nightmare. point that Florida's like, yeah, we got a grip on this COVID thing. We should probably open up the stadiums now. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, but we we spoke about that with Shane Vereen. We spoke about loads of stuff. The analytical breakdown of some of the things that he gave us this evening was fantastic. The Dallas defense, that stuff is just gold. Yeah. If you're a Cowboys fan, uh, we will put out a video on our YouTube, which will be just that. Uh, or you can listen to the whole of this podcast and pick up on what uh, Shane was saying. Um, yeah, they, we kind of covered a lot of the NFL as young quarterbacks, uh, obviously talking a bit about Brady down in Tampa Bay. We spoke about the Patriots and how close they got with Kansas City. Uh, we spoke about his thoughts on COVID-19 and everything that the NFL was doing and going on with. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff. Let's waste no more time. Let's uh, dive straight into it on the Return the Picks podcast. Over the middle, picked off! Season fired, intercepted! Blitz coming. Pass is picked off! He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off! Back the other way! Jimmy Devlin a couple of weeks ago and uh oh yeah I, I saw that mentioned that we had you on man and he oh he was so good we yeah. floated an idea of getting you both on at the same time but we said that if you come on like you'll obviously be drinking tequila and he was like well I'm yeah I'm doing the healthy living at the moment so I won't be on the tequila but I'll do pre-workout and I was wondering how you <laughs> thought <laughs> that would go if you were on the tequila and he's on the pre-workout as a conversation. Like... <laughs> it would be great, but I, I, would, I, would, I would convince him to get on tequila. He's not hes not coming on here sober if I'm drinking. That's the spirit, Shane. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Have to, our, our lockers used to be right next. We're right next to each other when uh when we were on the Patriots together. So that was recent two two and a half seasons that we were there together. Yeah. So me and him are good friends. Nice man. Yeah. And exactly. obviously yeah. if we get you both on at the same time, we need to complete that New England backfield from Super Bowl forty nine. So one of you has <laughs> to reach out to Tom, I guess, and see, you know, what his schedule is like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He might be busy at the moment. They play, they play, <laughs> they hey, Matt, play it at night, right? They do, yeah. Play the best. Yeah. Give it two weeks, man. The season will be suspended. Don't worry. He'll have loads of time. It'll be fine. I think there's going to be two games canceled this week. Yep. Which two? Obviously the Titans. The Titans. Well, the Raiders will probably go off, but Raiders had a guy test positive. The Titans, the Patriots, and I thought, there, I thought there was one more team. It might have been just those three. I think the Chiefs, but that was last week. Yeah, they're just waiting to see if Mahomes gets it after the Gilmore contact, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just feels like dominoes at this stage, doesn't yeah. it? We're all just waiting to see how many fall <laughs> down, you know? Exactly. But then the other trouble is, like, the scheduling is... You know the um, the Bills play next Thursday, so they can't push the Titans Bills game to Monday mm. or Tuesday right. because then it's like yeah. a two day week and or whatever. Exactly. Before. Yeah, yeah. It's just exactly. too brutal. And then if they get loads of injuries, then they're gonna have massive complaints. Even if so I don't even know if what you were, gonna do. even if you weren't playing, jeez, even if you weren't <laughs> playing until the next Sunday, and say you Tuesday and then playing on Sunday, that's not that's not fair. To, yeah, like they like. Luckily, luckily, the Chiefs and pass game was able to be played on Monday. Yeah, and they 
couple that's fine but like if they had to push that game to tuesday but what sucks for the pats they had to fly in that day yeah yeah, yeah. that's tough isn't it that's tough yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I that's unheard of i don't know if that's i don't know the last time that that's ever happened you know we got to fly in and go straight go straight to the stadium play and you know that's and then the, the day before you're in quarantine at home so i mean you're going through you're just on zoom calls for like the last two days Ugh. haven't really gotten out moved your body then you go sit on a plane then yeah. you go play a game you know i wonder what that would be like what um just staying on the patriots now we've actually got some football to talk about what what do you think about the patriots start good until last week <laughs> until brian uh, hoyer got in yeah unfortunately <laughs> i mean i, I I always thought that the defense was gonna was gonna be good enough to keep them in any game that they wanted to. I did not expect Cam to come out looking yep. as good as he has. Yeah. I mean, they're running it; they're rushing attack. I knew they were gonna be, they were they were going to um, obviously rushing the ball was going to be first over throwing the ball. But then against Seattle, when they had to throw the ball, he threw for almost four hundred yards. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah. He looked yeah. brilliant. He looked unbelievable. So yeah. I mean. They're going to be – I think they'll be as good as as Cam and the receivers allow them to be. Um, the defense yeah. is going to be strong, and the defense is going to keep them in games. They'll be able to run the ball. That backfield looks great. Harris looked pretty good uh, Monday against the Chiefs. It's good to see him on the field. It's He's a guy more, much more of a burst, I think, than Sony Michelle. Uh, yeah. mm. Much more speed. Um, and uh, got James White back and uh, – I got think Rex that, Burkhead giving some game three touchdowns. That was yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean that backfield is 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, I think if they can get the receivers and Cam uh, uh, clicking a little bit better, um, it'd be hard to stop them. They, they, I mean, they're they're in it. They're gonna they're gonna make a push for the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know? It's just it's just a matter of Kansas City and Baltimore. I mean, they um, they probably should have beaten Kansas City in some way. Like the yeah. the blown call on the Mahomes fumble yeah. just before halftime cost them great scoring oh. position just before half. Uh, the yeah. Edelman drop that goes for the Matthew interception that goes back kind of kills the game off. But they were close and shut down Mahomes, which. You know, Belichick, everybody says like he loves to take out your best weapon and everything. But to take out the versatility of Mahomes was really impressive on defense, man. I, I've, I even watching yeah. the rerun, I was like, well, when do the Chiefs stack up all these points? Because it's so close for the majority yeah. of this game, man. I was amazed. No, I, I, absolutely. I mean, the game was a lot closer than the end, than the final score showed. I mean, um, first of all, I don't the refs blowing the whistle quick. Um, <laughs> You know, I was having a funny conversation about that. It's like certain quarterbacks that whistle the whistle blows quick. Yeah. Certain quarterbacks they let it play out more. But what really bothered me was um, the the head um, the head umpire uh, Tony Corinthi, I think it was. He, he saw it the next day and he still believed he made the right call, which we fully believe it. What everybody and their mom believes it was the wrong call. But mm -hmm. I think the game really turned um, the two red zone trips. Um, that they that the Patriots got no points. Mm -hmm. If they get a field goal in each of those trips, that's a, that. I mean, that cuts the lead to seven because they were down thirteen, and then without the without the pick six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're right they're right there in it. Yeah. Uh, I was I was I mean, 
I understand Hoyer hasn't really started and, and played in a couple of years, but he's a vet. He knows better, and and uh, then then to take the sack, you got to know the situation. I mean, he knows better, and that 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 was that probably really hurt them going into halftime. Yeah. So momentum killer. That's the issue. Wild, Big momentum killer. Wild theory about the QBs, Patriots. Uh, sorry, the Patriots QB position. Um, I think Belichick n- never really wanted to start Stidham this year. And losing Brady was annoying, but having Hoyer as the backup was like, well, that's fine. We can play Hoyer for a year. Stidham can get more experience because he's big and Stidham in the pocket and moves quite well. And, you know, he made some errant throws against the Chiefs, but it's a good defense. And I didn't think he looked too bad. He just needs to be perhaps polished a little more. So Belichick wanted Hoyer, but then realizes... Hoyer isn't going to be good enough for a whole season, particularly without a full off season of prep. So recognizes he can get Cam on this tremendous deal for New England. Yep. Cam and him make this arrangement that we're never going to extend you. Stidham's our guy in New England, but you get a chance here to play, be our starter, and go and get yourself some money elsewhere. And that's all fallen into place perfectly for Belichick until this COVID test. And we will see Stidham as the starting quarterback next year. Hoyer will be a backup once again, and Cam will be off somewhere else if he plays and continues to play like he has done through the four weeks. But you, he got so lucky, though, Belichick, that n- nobody else snapped up Cam, and he managed to just fall into his lap. Because if he had gone into the season with Hoyer as the starter or Stidham, I mean, the Patriots would be... We wouldn't be talking about them. But They'd if, be in trouble. Like, I don't care how good his coaching is. They would be in trouble. If Hoyer is that bad as well, though, there is also that opportunity of, okay, well, if Stidham is, if we see Stidham isn't worth it halfway through the year and Hoyer is that mm. bad, we are going to have a bad season and there's a fantastic QB coming out of Clemson. Yeah, if they could, if they have enough to, to get up to that number one. I was going to say they'd have to do really bad. I mean, well, now they got the Jets Cam, it's, and the Giants and <laughs> the, the Falcons. Washington, the NFC East. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cowboys. <laughs> but it's, it's been it's like that for like the last four years. <laughs> Other than I mean, the, the year that the Cowboys and I was on the Giants at the time, we both had 10 plus. We had, both had eleven plus one seasons. Um, that I think. What year was that? Oh, that was like 2015? 16? 16? 16. Um, since then, I mean, and even before then, it's just I, I don't know what that what's up with that division. But it, <laughs> yeah, I'm even great. like, what do you what do you even do? <laughs> I, I mean, Cowboys don't have a defense at all, at all. No. They don't have an offense uh, until they're 14, 15 points behind. It doesn't matter if they p- throw picks because they have yeah, to go I, for the win. Exactly. I, I I, mean, Washington, I don't know. I mean, now they're starting. Carl um, Allen, aren't they? Allen, and then uh, Alex Smith is the backup, and they bump Haskins down to – when I, ha- uh, I haven't seen them play. Um, don't worry about it. Get the- <laughs> you're not missing out is that but is haskins kind of is, is he deserving of getting pushed to third string i mean he didn't look the guy last year when he started for the majority of the year and you thought okay well you've had a season now do you see it slow down I, i'm if yeah. i'd if i'd had an under over for haskins staying as starting qb this year i'd have said about six weeks seven weeks um yeah. because he i don't think he's ever looked like a guy that 
seems comfortable in that Washington offense. I was going to say, I I haven't seen a game where he's uh, flashed. You can say that you've seen even from like Sam Darnold, who's really struggling. You you get flashes of him. You can maybe get, you know, a couple of drives in a row where you think, oh, that guy has got everything that he needs. Or like a 60-yard rushing touchdown. Yeah, that'll help. (laughs) And um, that was crazy, that was. But I haven't seen anything from Haskins to suggest that he's going to be able to stick around. I don't know. But, it's and, a bit sad, and, but and Rivera knows Carl Allen, so it's like, well, this yeah. is a guy who I'm comfortable working in my system. He knows my system, and the yeah. Alex Smith story is like a great feel-good story because we need a feel-good story in the NFC East. So it's like, well, if he gets a chance <laughs> to even step on the field again, it's a miracle. So let's just keep that in the back yeah. pocket for later. I mean, uh, yeah, the Cowboys' records a feel-good story though. I mean, no one likes the Cowboys, so everyone's happy to see them not doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes the Cowboys. Oh my god! Oh, speaking of uh, bad starts, I see. Uh, hold on, I see. Uh, David has a um, nice T-shirt on. Today. <laughs> yeah, he always does, Shane. He loves repping I'm, it. I'm never, I'm never, I'm never backing down from it. You can't let it go. No, 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 no. It's the, it's, it's, it's the thing now, oh, and I feel oh, like if man. I if I uh, if I bow to the increased pressure on me. <laughs> to uh, to stop wearing Falcons uh, stuff as my team just descends into a dumpster fire. I uh, <laughs> I mean, descends is unfair. They are already in the dumpster fire. They are in the dumpster fire. <laughs> and descent. It, it, it's going down a very steep hill and it's going to crash <laughs> at some point. But you know, yeah. it's what being a fan is, Shane. So I'm not I'm not going to stop I, I wearing the you. t-shirts. That's that's what, that's what we do. Oh, it's just the rest of the tracksuit is the issue, though, isn't it, Dave? It's mm. the I haven't got that on, actually. Yeah, the you best. Have. No, I haven't got that. On. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but he, full, he does like, have loungewear, <laughs> like hoodie and tracksuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I can like tell it. someone wasn't yeah. sure what to buy him for Christmas. They thought, oh, let's get some Falcon paraphernalia. Yeah. That's what they went for <laughs> for like four years in a row. Yeah. David, do you think uh, Dan Quinn uh, makes it through the season? No way. Even no way. Next week, do you think he makes it to week? I think he there? gets to the bye week, which I think's week seven. I'd have to have a look. Um, but they're only uh, four right now, right? Yeah. 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 And some pretty hefty double-digit yeah. lead. Yeah, we've actually got a in. soft schedule coming up the next four games. So I think that what I'm worried about is that they win like three of the next four or something. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, Dan Quinn's turning things around. It's like, no, yeah, we've, we've had a bottom 10 defense every year that he's been there. Even the year that we went to the Super Bowl, he's a defensive coach. He's never fixed it. Yeah. And it's always excuses about the injuries um, and about, you know, the focus goes on to the offense. People start talking about the offensive line being the problem and stuff. No, the defense, if the defense had been a, just a top half defense for those years, then we could have really, you know, we could have been contenders every year, but it hasn't happened. So he's got to, he's got to go. That's all I got to say about that, Shane. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about the Falcons too much. Me and me and Ollie went on strike about our teams uh, last week, so uh, yeah, they wouldn't let me talk about the Bears and Nick Foles coming back and destroying the Falcons and the Eagles kind of crap in the bed with the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
least the Eagles got one uh, against the Niners. Oh, yeah, great. Oh, we got to we yeah. got to beat up I on a we... second string team. Like, hooray! I mean, <laughs> there's no but joy in that. Second string team is better than the Bengals. I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. You know, Joe Burrow is unbelievable. He looks great, doesn't he? He looks great until he looks until legit. That offensive line just lets somebody <laughs> straight yeah. through to his man's chest. I don't like. Yeah. Oh man, some of the hits he's taking is just. I'm like, Oof. well, we it's like maybe he needs to sort of give his offensive lineman a few watches here and there, so they they feel a bit more motivated to try and block for him. Maybe that's what he needs to do. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could just. I'm sure they're getting paid well enough, Jazz. They could buy. Their I mean, watches. sure, <laughs> do their job, you know. But, uh, you never know. I I still kind of prefer Justin Herbert out of the. Rookie quarterbacks though, Herbert. He's look good too. Is playing legit, some really yeah. nice ball. Like he's got yeah. such a good look. That deep uh, TD against the Bucks, the first one of the game that he got. Go like that's yeah, a perfect sort of ball, yeah. and he stands yeah, so well in the pocket. Arm. He's so tall. He is like a quintessential pocket QB. Big, tall, and can sling it. And if he can, if he yeah. can have the intelligence that he showed at times at Oregon, he'll be a really good player. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had, um, I watched a lot of his game film uh, when he was at Oregon. And um, I mean, even his bad games, he would make, he would make throws that you're like, geez, Louise, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's getting, I feel like it's getting harder and harder to judge um, college talent. And if it will uh, transfer over and, yeah. into the league and will they still be effective because so many times it, they're not they're great in college and it doesn't translate into the nfl but <clears throat> but he looks great him and joe burrow look really really good mm-hmm. uh, i'm looking forward to see tua yeah uh, but i think miami made the right decision by not starting him yeah uh, but you're telling me somebody not- in miami made a good decision yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry. Somebody yeah. in Florida made a good decision. I mean, yeah. that's not the nicest yeah. thing someone said about Miami in a while. I think. Yeah, I mean, they're they look better than they have. I mean, yeah, they have. I, mean, I know that's not saying much, but I mean, shit, that's tough when you yeah. come into a situation like that. Well, and know? they've got uh, the Texans two um, two high picks next year. And the Texans are 0 and 4 and looking yeah. like they're going to have a bad year. So those picks might be worth a lot. Speaking of which, a, go yeah. on, Shane. I what said, I saw a story the last couple of days that I have not read into. Maybe one of you guys can explain it to me about um, JJ Watt and Billy O'Brien. They had a bust up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Apparently, one of the practices during the week lead up to the Steelers game, they had a massive fallout and an argument. And then they kind of got in it they got into each other's faces a little bit and of course that's the point when all the rest of the players say he lost the locker room and then everyone else stopped really caring because once you lose jj the leader of the team yeah kind of it that's why i read into it that probably didn't help with ownership as well when you start to yeah with one of your star players i mean trading away deandre hopkins was is now proven to be an absolute idiot move which we kind of thought it might be anyway i thought i defended it a little bit more than i should have done but right. it's just not right because if you if you have a player that's as good as that, and of course now we see that Sean Watson really needs him, that yeah. if you just completely stifle your offense entirely, so not score any points, which is what the team was more built mm. around, really, to Sean Watson and the, the receivers, that you should have got rid of the head coach. If the head coach goes in and says, "I don't want you anymore," 
and the head coach hasn't done enough to prove that he's really worth it, just get rid of him. Like the Adam yeah. Gase thing and Jamal Adams, that's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I fight with like it, it kind of stinks from that perspective because if he would have kept DeAndre Hopkins, I still can't say that they wouldn't be able to four. That is like, true. I they've still, had very tough games. Yeah, they, they probably had to have had the toughest schedule to open up yep. the season. Yep. However, you did get rid of your best player and yep. and you got I mean, they just don't look competitive to me. And like ninety uh, percent of the offensive plays that they get something out of is Watson extending the play by about six or seven seconds. I mean, some of his scrambling right. out of the pocket and evading tackles two or three times before throwing is ridiculous, and yeah. it's happening far too often this season so far. It seems because the receivers are getting no separation. You can just see him in the pocket, standing around, yeah. looking, looking, looking. Okay, oh, no. no one. Okay, no one. Oh no, I've got to run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean. You can only do that for so long. I mean, yeah, you don't. You, long story short, you don't get rid of DeAndre Hopkins no, or don't. a player of his caliber. No. You know what I mean? I think it even would have made more sense to trade JJ Watt before you trade before you would trade Hopkins. Yeah, for yep. me personally. Does he uh, have that much trade value though? That's why I wonder. Not that Bill O'Brien would have got any value for him, but JJ Watt. Yeah, he's. I, uh, I don't Who's, know. He's had a couple of the couple injuries, of injuries. And age. I don't know but, what you'd get for him. But no, but that's not the point, though. Is it's more a case of you you trade the leader of the team first before you trade someone with that talent of Hopkins at his age. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Obviously, he was going to try and negotiate a deal for himself, which he did very well with the Cardinals. But he's worth every penny because those plays where Deshaun Watson's looking around and can't see anyone, throw it to Hopkins, he catches it. Yeah, and, and if you're over him, done. Exactly, and if you're planning on paying. Deshaun Watson, don't take away his favorite his, his, <laughs> and his favorite target. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. He was a Chiefs a trending quarterback, about to be number two in a lot of arguments, but coming into the season number two behind yeah. Mahomes as far as far as pure ability. And then you take away his his what made him what helped make him who he is. That just doesn't. And then you you don't really you replace him with speed, but. They, they're not getting the separation. They're not making the tough catches. Yeah. You know, and sometimes when it's third and 13, you just need to get a first down just to get the ball rolling and just to get into the swing of things. And they don't have that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the tight ends are pretty good, but even they get blanketed in the, every now and then. Um, or I if mean, they don't, they've got no protection for Watson. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. I know. I think uh, the first couple of games, I don't think they got the ball to Randall Cobb enough. I mean, I understand. He's yeah, not agreed with that. Play, yeah, but the screen passes and stuff, he's great at. He's always been good at. He's that so stuff. fast. Yeah. Yeah, and I just they, they haven't been able to get the ball down the field to their to their to Fuller um, and the other who's the other guy that they have. Uh, Still, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills, right? Haven't been able to get the ball. I mean, on paper. Even with DeAndre Hopkins gone on paper, they look good and they look competitive. It just is not translating yet. Oh, we all. forgot Brandon Cooks as well. Brandon Cooks is a- <laughs> got him, didn't I've, we? Have we seen? I haven't really seen his stats this he's year. Had maybe he two receptions, maybe. I'm gonna look yeah, that up now. Barely actually. been about. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, for a for a receiver who's had three one thousand yards years. He seems like an afterthought at the moment. I don't know what's going on with him. But I think as well, Brandon Cooks kind of did become an afterthought because he he has that injury proneness to him as well, which, you know, it it 
super unfortunate and is a great talent. I mean, the Patriots got a lot out of him. The Rams got plenty out of him with that great kind of three receiver set with a tight end as well. Um, right. But there comes a point where you, you've been through too much and perhaps been too battered and bruised at yeah. times, particularly with that sort yeah. of his game based around speed as well. And how useful is that if the speed starts to diminish a bit? Well, I kind of, I always thought of him when he was really good. I thought of him as like a kind of uh, a poor man's Michael Thomas. Like he was, he was really, really consistent and um, he had quite a slightly odd playing style, but he's Ooh. just always put up numbers and he got, he was a target in the red zone as well. I don't know. Yeah, a bit of a shame. Texans have got no run like... game so as well, uh... so it doesn't take any real pressure off the pass game. I mean, like David Johnson hasn't yeah. come in and been David like... Johnson, has he? I mean... He looked decent in the first game, but that's about it. I mean, but they, yeah. but they have gotten Brandon Cooks and kept DeAndre Hopkins. That's different. Is mm. that possible? Because if they... you could do that, like that seems like a I think no there was enough money in the pot. Gotcha. Yeah, you just get rid of Kenny Still. with with Brandon Cooks' stats, by the way, he's played one game, two receptions, 20 yards. So what, is he injured again? What's he doing? I did actually look at that. Hold on, I'll look again. Wait, Brandon Cooks only has... He played Two receptions for 20 yards. He's played one game. Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) That would explain why they're leaning on Kenny Stills as a second receiver as well, because Kenny Stills isn't a second receiver. Actually, so this is something... uh, Cam Lynch mentioned, obviously, going into the world of media, how you're kind of trained not to, as the kind of co-commentator, you're not meant to slag off the player and say they're not good enough. You're meant to say something like, you know, the situation was difficult for him or try and explain perhaps why they've you know dropped an easy catch or something like that. Like the Edelman one this week, it'd be easy for somebody to look at that first-time NFL fan and go, oh, he's rubbish, he can't even catch it. Whereas you'd say, look, it's an uncharacteristic uh... thing. But at the same time, you look at somebody like Kenny Stills in a wide receiver two position, you're like, well, you're not, out of all the wide receiver twos that are out there, you're not probably in the top 32 second receivers in the NFL. Yep. You should probably be a slot guy, third string kind of thing. And That's it, fair. It, it was at Miami. Well, exactly. A bad it's Miami a team as well. Like if you're the third string yeah. guy in Miami, you, you know. You're 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 doing a doing well to stick around in the league, to be honest. And that's but obviously we can't really say that not having ever played it or anything like that. But is that a difficulty in analysing stuff for anybody? Like obviously Shane, this is slightly directed towards you doing obviously co commentary on the on the college ball. But it, is it difficult to kind of hold that in? Do you feel like you should, or do you think it's better to say like, look, he's just not cutting the mustard at times. <clears throat> I think it's better to put a player in a position so that he has success. Um, I, I, yeah. I've always believed that, you know, like for me, I was a third down back because what I was good at was getting in space, make and going one-on-one with linebackers or finding open space and catching the ball. If you ask me to run the ball 30 times in a game, yeah, I could probably get through it, but it's probably not going to look good. And I might, I might end up injuring myself and not being able to play the whole season there's no way I could have played the whole season that way mm. so it's it's I mean it's nothing against any certain player at like it like just because you're a number three guy doesn't mean you can't go out and have 500 yard games but but what it does is that it puts you in a position to be successful it puts you in favorable matchups that's what the NFL is especially 
uh, I mean, pretty much across the board, every position you look up, you look at matchups and the good teams are able to create those mismatches, not just for their best player, but also for their number three, number four, number five receivers as well. And put those guys in positions to be successful because ultimately that's, that's what you want to do for everybody. They're successful. The team is successful. And then I, I, you know, and I've I've actually had a conversation. My best friend is, um, He's a the tight ends coach at University of Colorado up in, up in uh, Boulder. And um, it's funny because I talk to him every weekend and uh, they don't, I mean, Pac-12 finally said they're going to have a season, um, but they're a, this is their first year um, as a coaching staff coming in. <clears throat> and I told him last week, I was like, please don't be a coaching staff that has a system and tries to, f- tries to put players into your system. Please create a system that fits what you We've have. We've got, yeah, okay. Because they haven't been able to recruit anybody, so the, the players that they're playing with now were were recruited by the coaching staff before them. Do not come in. Do not come in to any locker room or to any place. Um, and this goes across the board, NFL, college, and then just try and implement your system without the players that fit that type of system. It just doesn't make any type of sense. Yeah, find a system that suits the players that you have. I mean, if you're hired, getting paid six figures, you should be able, seven figures in some cases, you should be able to find a system out of all your football knowledge and all the coaches you bring around you, you should be able to find a system that fits your players instead of trying to fit, a, instead of trying to have the players fit your system. That's, um, that's interesting. You see it all the time. Like- it's so frustrating. Well, Bill O'Brien, for instance, GM and head coach. And I was wondering, like, what got sacked first? Was it the GM movements GM. or the head coaching movements? But when you put it kind of that way, he's not yeah. even playing a system of football, it seems, that benefits what he's got. So Correct. is it on the players, which is the GM's problem because he's brought in the wrong players, which is obviously still Bill O'Brien? Or is it on the head coach for not then creating a system for the players that he's brought in? And in the same way, like Ron Rivera... You know, he's he's dropped Dwayne Haskins. He's going with Carl Allen, somebody that he knows can do what he wants a quarterback to do. But should Ron Rivera actually stick with Haskins and create a system himself that Haskins can thrive in as a more mobile quarterback with a lesser arm talent? Well, I mean, it's tough to say between him and Carl Allen, to be honest. But yeah, right, exactly, and yeah, exactly. And um, she was going to say. but, well, I guess with Washington, I mean, I think maybe the system is good enough for the players and maybe Dwayne Haskins is missing open receivers. Okay. Maybe he's he's not checking out of plays. Maybe he's calling the wrong play in the huddle. Like, so those, those are things that, like, from just a casual viewer, you don't really see a lot of. You'd have to go back and really watch the film to yeah. see if he's making crucial errors. Yeah, he might throw for 300 yards and 60% passing um, and two touchdowns, but he probably should have had 500 yards and five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm curious if maybe that's the reason why Dwayne Haskins was dropped down. No, there's no question he's a talented guy. Um, and, and, oh, that's what I was going to say. With the Houston thing, you go out, you get David Johnson, right? So I'm assuming, yep. and um, and who's that? Who's the backup? Uh, Duke, Duke Johnson. Duke, Duke Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Duke Johnson. So Double Johnson. Out, yeah, yeah. You plan on running the football? Well, the and I think they did. I think in the first couple of games they did a decent job of running yep. the football. The problem is if your defense is giving up points, 
if the defense isn't getting off of the field, it forces you into doing into throwing the ball more. Yeah. Which is which then brings up you which then brings up the receiver situation that we were just talking about, putting yeah. more pressure on them that they may might not be prepared for. Not prepared, but that team I don't think is built to really pass yeah. 60 times a game, 40 times a game. I think they want to run the ball 30 times, 35 times, and throw the ball 20 to 25 times a game. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Watson goes 20 for 25, 300 yards, three touchdowns, and, and like 50, 60 yards on the ground. I think they win every single game. But if the defense isn't isn't allowing that to happen and it's forcing your hand as an offensive play caller mm. into throwing the ball, I mean, now you're, now you're playing against the toughest four-game stretch to start a season with yep. one hand behind your back. Yep. You yeah. know? Um, and so, like, I I get why Billy O was fired. Um, however, I I think that there could have been other – other coaches, not necessarily in Texas, but I was just surprised he was the first head coach to go this season. Yeah. Especially yeah. Dan tough. Quinn, Adam Gase doing after that tough start. So bad. And the fact yeah. that they were they were 24 nil up in the in the playoffs again in the divisional round against the Chiefs only last year. I mean that was right. five that was five games ago. Yeah, but and now he's fired. Like that's nuts. They lost the game, didn't they? So it doesn't matter if they're twenty four points up. If you lose the game, it doesn't matter how few you had a lead. Otherwise, well, look at the it, it matters well, when you go yeah, when you go yeah, into the playoffs. I just slide in, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I mean it, I mean Derek Derek Quinn loses 20, 20 point leads all the time, but I think <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> and he still has a job. And he's done kidding. that in the biggest game of the year. But, um, yeah, another set for that. I mean like <laughs> like I, I was, t- it was funny. I was having this conversation. I think it was actually with my wife, and because um, I, w- I forget what game we were on, but I was like, um, sometimes it's not that you lost the game, but how you lost the game. Yeah. Mm. Especially for a head coach, uh, losing it's hard to win in the NFL. I don't care who you're playing, right? Best team versus worst team. It's a hard game to win at some point, um, but how you lose shows shows more on how these players were prepared and how the players were coached mm-hmm. um, than any than anything yeah um, like I always like in the NFL if a team gets blown out um, they were just simply out coached because I say that because the um, just from the if you had the worst player in the league and then the best player in the league, the the air the difference isn't as big as you would think um and so what i'm trying to say is like the talent on every every team is talented and every team is built to win every single game and it's possible so when a team that is talented gets blown out the team the team might have beat them by three but losing by 30 that looks so much worse on the head coach than it does on the players mm-hmm. um because they just were simply out coached um simply not in the right defense is not calling the right plays offensively um you know and so it goes it goes to that but and i was put that in the same category as if you have a 23 point lead 24 point lead and then blow it and then nobody jumps on an onside kick 
Yeah. Yeah. Very, very specific. I don't mean to beat I don't mean to beat a dead horse. <laughs> it just it just it just fit. It just fit. I don't it was mean... a good analogy. It worked no, perfectly. No, no, no. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I mean when you're talking about bad coaching, that's all I was thinking of. No, it is though, isn't it? Because I mean the players all they had to do, the Falcons just jump on the ball, not going ten yards, jump on the ball, game over. Happy days. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't even need to talk about one freak play where they all, you know, they all messed up. It's like, bed. yeah, don't but like, it. don't they, touch it, don't touch what, it. What oh, they got the, it. What about the five drives before that where they're just leaking points? I mean, yeah, they can't. Absolutely. You know, I I feel like you could put a like injuries and talent are a problem with the Falcons, but. Yeah, the coaching is horrendous. I mean, just like yeah. this week against the Packers, you know, we have a tight end who nobody really knows, Tonyan, who yeah. comes in and scores three touchdowns. And these guys are just, they're just wide open on plays. There's nobody covering them. They had like, I remember just in the first game against the Seahawks when we got Trounce, um, the, uh, we didn't even get far enough to get a lead to blow no it. No lead to that one, no. We just got slammed. And, um, yeah, the Metcalf touchdown was just so illuminating. It, I think it was Oliver who was in coverage. But they just put this tiny, tiny cornerback uh, against Metcalf, one-on-one, -on -one, and then they had no safety over the top. And Metcalf just, just like... Brushed him off. Brushes him off like a little boy yeah. Yeah. and then runs into the end zone. It's like, well, what do you expect? That's poor coaching, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's the matchups. Oh, yeah. You know, that's favorite matchup for the Seahawks as a, as a defensive coach. I would never allow that matchup to happen in the first place. Yeah, right. Regard. I mean, uh, you, I mean, you could you could go down the list. I mean, there's there's so many teams that like the Jets. Let's just say the Jets. They're and the Giants. They're not like Good. heavily talented as people would would look at them. Yeah, but they are still able to win games. That just because you're not everybody's talented, they don't have the big names, but that doesn't mean that they should go out and lose every game. Like they should, both of those teams should be competitive regardless yeah. of the situation. Yeah, um, and that's I think is my biggest pet peeve when when there's great offensive coaches like Eric Bieniemy at Kansas City who doesn't get a head coaching job. Um, for whatever reason, and then there's these coaches that are just not, and it's it's not there. I mean, they're just not there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They're just not apt to really take something that's not that good and Make win better. with it. Yeah. So going on that, you Shane. Know? So you would have been with Joe Judge in the Giants, wouldn't you? He was with me. Uh, he was the assistant special teams coach when I was in New England. Okay. Oh yeah. no, you're not New England. Yeah, sorry, New England. Yeah. So you he must was, know what he's like as a man. Is he? Uh, he seems like a motivator. I mean, the first speech he gave as a conference, I was like, I'm ready to play for this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's no, how absolutely. I felt. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's definitely a, a, a strong-minded, strong-willed uh, leader, a coach that you can that you can get behind. Very motivational. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the only question I have is he like. He's been, uh, he's been, I mean, and I don't know the behind the scenes stuff. Maybe when he was in New England, he had more, but he was primarily a special teams coordinator. Not yeah. that special teams coordinator can't be head coaches, but he'd only been in the league for, I don't know, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just, he has great 
um, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators around him. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's just, um, you know, there's just, I guess we don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes. It's just, it's just, it's just interesting to me sometimes when, um, and I've never really understood it. And I've, I've always questioned and always just wondered what goes on in, in the meetings behind the scenes that players don't really, that aren't, aren't privy to, yeah. um, what goes into hiring and, and what goes into, you know, why did they choose to hire this coach? Maybe there's a reason that we don't know. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, he, but I, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for Joe judge. You know, I, I, I just don't know if that team was ready for a coach like Joe judge. If that yeah, makes I got you. Yeah. Yeah. You know totally. I mean? And it's no knock on anybody at all. You know, I just, I'm just, I just have more questions, I guess, than answers really. Yeah. Well, then with Adam Gase, we can have lots of kind of knocks on him because to me, he's a yeah. coach that's still living off that Peyton Manning record setting year. That's all he's done. After that, he didn't do great in Miami. He's done terribly at the Jets. I, how he still got a job, I do not understand. When was the exactly. man in year? Was that 2015? 2013. The one where they got 2013. Yeah. yeah. Remember the, what was it? The, like uh, the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Seahawks murder bowled them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It did. That, yeah. yeah. And wasn't he, wasn't he, I think he was an offensive coordinator with the Bears before that with Jay Cutler. Okay. Yeah, that that worked out so well in Chicago, being the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. I've got Rex uh, Grossman this year. Woohoo. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to the uh, running back. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm always. Oh, I was like, I need to close this door. That's right. I'm actually going to go to the toilet quick. Hang up. No worries. Fair enough. The thing with the, uh, the Eric B. Enemy thing, though, if I was Eric B. Enemy, I'm not leaving Kansas City. You can give me the head coaching job of any team. I'm not leaving Kansas City. One, because I've got my homes. I'm yeah. getting the play call for the best quarterback in the league. I've got a much better chance of going out and winning rings on that team because somehow that front office kept all their players. Yeah. I have no idea how they managed to pay everyone unless they've got some mythical stash of money somewhere. They're yeah. not telling anyone. It's yeah. not part of the salary cap because it just doesn't make sense. So they kept Mahomes and paid him that crazy money. Kept Chris Jones. Kept Travis Travis Kelsey. Kept Tyreek Hill. They kept the whole D team Ford. together. D Ford. Yeah, D Ford. I, yeah, I, and Sammy Watkins I, as well. Yeah, I and you know what? I don't know if they'll be able to keep them. Usually, when you have a team like that, you get two, three years max. Yeah. To keep all those guys there. And I would be surprised if that team comes back next year. Yeah, they have some players take massive pay cuts. I would be really surprised. I don't think they'll be able to keep everybody there um, after this year. Um, but every team, if, if they're able to get the money right and you're able to fit it in right, you get like, you can have a team like that for two. And if you're lucky, two and a half, three years. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to look vastly different next year um, as far as personnel is concerned. Yeah. Um, and I think the enemy maybe goes and gets the Houston job. Okay. Uh, next year or this year? Yeah, next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, next year. Um, once it, yeah, because, I mean... So you think Robert Cornell will see out the year as the interim head coach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that Romo. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I I don't think. I mean, unless Romo Cornell goes undefeated for the rest of the season, and 
they end up freaking 11 and oh, winning the Super Bowl. 12 and four, <laughs> yeah. you know, and go deep into the playoffs. Um, outside, outside of that, um, you know, and Robert Cannell is one of the top defensive coaches ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm, I wouldn't be, even be surprised if he's there next year as a defensive coordinator and the new head coach uh, keeps him on, um, which I think would be a smart idea to keep a coach on that kind of saw what had transpired over the last two seasons. And I mean, I'm sure that locker room has been kind of shaky, you know, I mean, losing yeah. brings up, losing brings up a lot of issues when you're winning um, a lot of issues, just kind of like, you know, you don't think about it. It's okay. We're still winning. Every, everything's just shoved under the rug. But when you're losing <clears throat> every little issue now is brought to the surface. Like you have to deal with it. Um, and the locker room feels it. Don't get like we like the, the guys in the locker room. They read. They watch TV. Um, they, they go on Twitter. Little, yes. No, and, they no, they don't. They they told us in the locker rooms after games that they don't read the headlines and they ignore television and Twitter and everything <laughs> like that. Oh, they, sure. they, yeah. they, that's what they tell yeah. us. So I don't think they do yeah. at all. They just sit in a nice home with their family and just you know uh, watch yeah. an old DVD or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just watch cartoons, you know, get yeah. about rolling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just forget about it. <laughs> no, that's not the case at all. Um, but that's part, I mean, I like, I really wasn't like during football season, um, I really didn't watch ESPN um, hardly ever. I would watch it to maybe catch up to see like highlights from other games and stuff like that. Yeah. But, and that's part of the reason why is because. Even if you like, if you're doing bad, you're just gonna you're just gonna be reading bad headlines, and you're just gonna get pissed off. If you're doing good, everyone's blowing smoke up your ass, and you're gonna feel too confident. Yeah. So I like I always felt like I would I felt the true vibe and and the true stature of where the team was just by being in the locker room every day, being around the team, seeing how the coaches' attitudes, seeing how the team meetings went with the head coach, and that's all I really needed. Um, I've never felt that um, media personnel could accurately depict what was going on really inside of yeah. the locker room. Um, unless they're sitting in our film sessions and seeing the mistakes and seeing the good plays and seeing, um, you know, why this was an interception, um, why the defense didn't miss three tackles and now we're down 10 points unless you're in those meetings you don't have an the most accurate depiction of what's going on with any specific team um so you either get you're the worst team ever or you guys are gonna win the super bowl and neither one of those are accurate um but not every i mean most players especially now with twitter and social media and all that type of stuff there's, you can't run from it. You open your phone and you see, it's all over you know what I mean? All types of trash. Um, well, people and, actually yeah. tag you in stuff, so they'll slam you. It's a bit different, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, yeah. Shane Vereen, thanks a bunch. You didn't score enough <laughs> points in my fantasy. You suck or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that is a constant thousand times a day occurrence now. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that stuff is hilarious to me. Um, but like, can you have to understand? Like, not all players can read can read Twitter and then not take it to heart and oh, absolutely, just about it. you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of guys like they internalize that stuff, and 
then it, it, it perpetuates through the team and through the locker room and all the frustrations just rise and rise, and, you know, and, and now you're, you're just trying, you're just struggling to get a first down, you know, and yep. it's it just, it's just a snowball effect that, um, and that's the hard, that's the hardest thing you could be. I mean, when uh, my last year in New York, um, I mean, we had quite a few injuries on the offensive side, but there were a few games where I, where we stepped down and I was like, and I didn't think we were the most talented team. Um, but once that snowball starts, it's, it's, it's hard, hard to, to stop. stop. Yeah. I can imagine it's, it's hard to stop it. That's confidence really, isn't it? Once you lose your confidence, it becomes very difficult to regain it. Which is why it's I think going back to the Texans, that own four start is going to be difficult for them to overcome, even just from a statistic, take away a statistical point of view, just yeah. from the fact that you got beaten down four times. They did, exactly. they did come back from 0 and 3 or 0 and 4 last year, though, didn't they? And they and they finished 0 and 3. They were 0 and 3 yeah. last year. And I think they finished 10 and 6, something like that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but that AFC South was, was good last year. Yeah, but that but that's another reason why I the the Billy O'Brien thing confused me, but then I heard start. But then I heard the article, uh, the headlines the about JJ. What thing? Yeah, Locking. yeah. And then the locker room kind of not vibing and all that type of stuff. And so it makes a little bit more sense. But they proved that they could come back from a from a winless start, you know, and still make the playoffs. But the AFC is not the same this year as it was last year. No, I don't no. know if the AFC's ever been this strong in a long time. Yeah. yeah. And it, yet it looks it's, uh, it's... it looks like we've got four or five teams now. I was about yeah. to say it's like a yeah, I mean two, three horse race, the AFC. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> and and then you factor in the Colts. Um, not too many people are thinking about them. Their uh, defense it, is legit, by the way. Yes. It's so and, uh, good. I think the Chargers are better than their record shows. Um, Steelers are undefeated. Steelers are undefeated. I think the Raiders are going to give people problems. Um, so, it, the, I mean, the I mean, the Bills are going to give people yeah. issues. Uh, so Josh Allen's kind of playing really well as well to go with that. So yes, he, he still makes the most ridiculous plays. Decisions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, decision to be the one. I say. But but sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's working. It works out. Yeah. I'm still waiting. I'm be interested to see what you think of this, Shane, because we're. I think the three of us are kind of obviously he's kind of proving a lot of people wrong so far this year. But I still see the same Josh Allen stuff when I've been watching him, where like, it feels like so he's only had one interception this year and twelve <laughs> touchdowns. It feels like he could have had six. And Absolutely. he's he's still making plays that you're like, oh, if, if that had gone slightly different, you'd be in trouble. If you're giving an and MVP you know to anybody in Buffalo, it's Stefan Diggs. Diggs yeah. has changed those, that offense. In fairness, so someone's got to get the ball to Diggs, doesn't he? No, I know. But yeah. like Allen's got a cannon of an arm and Diggs is that quick that he can pretty much chase most things down. And Brown, who's That's been fair. like quiet, obviously, is the secondary receiver. But mm. um, And then Beasley underneath in that kind of Cooper Cup role, the poor man Cooper Cup almost. Like it's it's a receiver yeah. setup that is built for a sling it deep Nick Foles style, maybe not all the talent, but a kind of, of an arm kind of thing, like uh, yeah, like yeah. Josh Allen. And I and that's the that's like the difference between one interception and six interceptions is the difference is paper thin, and it's the difference between an offense suited for its players mm-hmm. instead of putting players into an offense yeah. that they are not particularly suited for. 
And Absolutely. I think that what they've done in Buffalo is great for the AFC, especially especially the AFC East. I mean, the Patriots have run away with that. I think it was like 15 out of the last 16 seasons or yeah, something like something that. Something like that. It's been tiresome. Like, that, sh- like, that, shouldn't, like, <laughs> that should never happen in the NFL. No. You guys have to understand that. That should never happen. Yeah. Uh, and that one but, year as well was Matt Castle's year where they went 11 and 5. Yeah. It wasn't like they, they didn't do bad. They still had a very good record and very unlucky to miss the playoffs that year. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. you also, you're talking to three guys, you know, like our three teams are in divisions where the winner tends to change every year or every other year. Like the NFC, the NFC East, as we've already said, is completely wild. The South, the Saints have won the last three years, I think. But before then, it was like Falcons win, Panthers win. Saints yeah. win. It was just like changing all the time. Yeah. And then obviously Jazz is a Steelers fan. Steelers or Ravens? Steelers or Ravens, but then the Bengals, I know they did, did never won in the playoffs, but didn't they Who win cares? two or three? Uh, I think they won one, maybe. Okay. I watch out yeah, for the Browns they, they this were year as well. No, no, no. You're talking about... You're, no, they... I'm going to have to look this up. Did, they, just, did they win it one year? I'm sure they won it one year, like maybe 20... 14 or 13? If, if so, that was the year they lost in the no. first round. Yeah, it was the year that the year they had, a, I think it was a 10-point lead against the Steelers with two minutes to go. Yes. The Steelers get a touchdown, and then Vontas Perfect comes across and ends AB's career, we think, pretty much. Yes. That, yes. And then he gets their personal foul call. Yeah, and, yeah, and they, they have the field goal. And their field goal wins yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah one yeah. of those games where there's no way the Steelers should win that ever. And they right. do somehow. That was pretty funny. That was yeah. pretty. Uh, Not for them. Pretty but funny. That was pretty funny. I like how you described exactly. it, Shane, as the Bengals going out in the first round. It's like that happens every time they play in the playoffs. So <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't narrow it down massively. But yeah, yeah. Your boy Joe yeah. Burrows is going to change that though. Don't worry. Eventually, <laughs> they got they got they got to protect that man. Though. If they if they give him time, I believe he can throw to any receivers as long as you're open, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you have to put all world receivers on his, in his huddle. I think you need to have an all world offensive line, um, like a great, a really good offensive line and he'll do the rest. I think he's that talented. Uh, Not to compare him to Tom Brady, but it's not like Tom Brady always had all pro weapons at his, at his disposal, you know, but he, found the open target and hit him in the chest. I think Joe Burrow has that talent and Joe Burrow can move. He can mm, run. Yeah, and, absolutely. And he's a tough son of a bitch. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's got some serious I mean? licks on him so far, hasn't he? Yep. Yeah. And he pops up. I love it. Yeah. I mean, he's young. He won't be able to do that in five, five years six, time. Years. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if they, if they can protect him and, um, and keep him, I mean, it's not just, you know, the sacks, it's protecting him so that he's not releasing the ball and then taking shots. Yeah. yeah. You know, taking those hits, those, those, uh, those QB hits off of him, um, keeping his body fresh, keeping his legs fresh. I think the Bengals really do. And then, you know, their defense is okay. Their de- um, but I think if in this off season, if the Bengals are able to really get that stout offensive line, mixing is a good runner. Great runner. They get a stout offensive line and then put the rest of the money into the defense. I mean, I, I can see them, you know, I can see them being being a force. 
unfortunately they're in the AFC North, so it's probably gonna take a couple years um, to really dominate that division. And it might not ever happen, but um, but they they could definitely be in the running next year or the year after for a wild card um, for a wild card slot. You know, I, yeah. I just don't I just don't know if they're if they'll be enough um, in two three years to beat the Ravens with a young Lamar Jackson um, or the Steelers, which are pre- a pretty pen drive is a Big Ben. If Big Ben goes, we get a terrible QB like Mason Rudolph coming in again. We're going to have no shot anyway. So I'm just hoping this one year is the last hurrah or last or next year's last hurrah for him. Because surely we're not going to see Mason Rudolph uh, wear any jersey again, are we? Again? Well, well, he's still the backup, so you never know. Uh, oh, please yeah. don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch that guy play football again. Neither do I. So bad. So quite frank. <laughs> I hated that. Well, they'll, probably, they'll, probably, they'll probably trade and, and bring in a vet quarterback. Like Sam yeah, Darnold. Yeah. They'll just trade for Sam Darnold. That's what I'd love to see. That would just continue the winning. Because I think Sam Darnold's a really good player. Yeah, behind really your offensive system. line. He's a terrible head coach. Well, Absolutely. I, I can see that. I can see that. Okay. How long okay. do you th- how long do you think these quarterbacks have? Uh, like talking about Burrow taking hits. You know, we've seen Darnold taking so many hits in New York, and it now looks like it affects his playing ability. You know, he doesn't look settled. We, we you know, Baker never Baker Mayfield never really looks settled in a pocket, and I'm sure it's because he's had to scamper around for a lot of his early start. Uh, you know, um, David Carr when he was with the Texans, when he first went into the NFL and he basically had the quality beaten out of him as well, just with the number of hits yeah. that he took. How long do you have with a rookie quarterback, do you think, to get that offensive protection right for him before it starts affecting? Like a year and a half, two seasons? Like what? I would say, I would say in this league with the, with the, with the D lines that, that we have now in the NFL, um, a, a year and a half. A year and a half okay. before they start, because so much of that is trust. Yeah, and and let let's face it, right now the defensive lines are better than most offensive lines. I think that that, and I that's my personal opinion across the board in the NFL. The defensive lines these days they're they're faster, um, but they're still just as strong. Yeah. Um, and more agile. They're quicker. They're able to they're able to chase down quarterbacks. They're able to. They're able to rush outside, swim, come back, loop around inside, and still get to the quarterback and get a sack and put a pretty good hit on them. Or, like I said, I think I think the worst hits on quarterbacks aren't when they're getting sacked because a lot of times they feel it and they can see it and they can protect themselves. I think it's when they release the ball and then get and then get mm-hmm. smashed yeah, yeah, yeah. because you're, you're focused on your throw. You're not really thinking about getting hit. You're just thinking about finishing. Yeah, you're off balance. Yep. You're off balance. You're, you know, you're not expecting it. Your chest is usually open. Your back is open. You're not protected. Those, I think, are the hits that really take snaps off of quarterbacks' lives, if you, if you will say. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah you know, totally. Career. And you know, like you go back and you watch games in like the '80s and '90s, right? And quarterbacks are still getting back concussions and still getting cracked. But you have to understand the guys hitting them. Yeah, they were big and strong and fat, but it's they still it still wasn't to the caliber of how the game has progressed in the last seven years yeah yeah. you know the i mean i was drafted in 2011 and it's a completely different league now than it was in 2011 dramatically um just as far as speed as far as talent as far as skill 
across the board, every position. Um, you know, offenses, offenses in 05 don't look anything like they do now. Nope. Uh, and that's, that's 15 years. And yeah, it's 15 years, but like, that's quick. Mm-hmm. And, and just the, the drastic changes. I mean, you know, it, it's even in, even in like 05, 04, you weren't seeing quarterbacks throwing the ball 50 times a game, four weeks in a row, you yeah. know, you, cause everybody was running the ball. Yeah. It was, and when you run the ball, hard and long and stay with the run game it wears down the defense um but now everyone's slinging it and so it's like who can score the most points um and unfortunately you know unfortunately you know when you have to throw the ball that many times if you don't have a defense now your quarterback is at stake and if it's a young rookie quarterback not only is he getting hit and getting banged up but now in the back of his mind he's thinking is somebody about to hit me is somebody about to hit me and he's not really reading or He's skittish in the pocket. Um, and that, and if you're young and you never really trust that O-line, you never really tr- learn to trust your reads, um, that's that's like an effect that lasts for seasons to come. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what I, think, I think it's a really good point. I think one of the things that any team's done best this year is being able to – the Browns being able to protect Baker may feel better and to be able to have a running game, which is so effective – yeah. I know they've just lost Chubb for four weeks, but they've got Kareem Hunt stepping up as who's a true number one running back anyway, yeah. even without Chubb there. Yeah. And, you know, they they are protecting him. I think they're kind of letting him kind of regrow his confidence. And it's mm-hmm. something that someone like Sam Darnold, you know, in a similar, you know, on a kind of talent poor team, similar to what the Browns have been over the last five years or so. Like the Jets, they haven't been able to do that. They haven't got a running game. They haven't right. been able to protect him. Like, yeah. there's nowhere to hide when things are going really badly and you don't have anything around you. You're just, yeah. if you stand in the pocket, you're going to get hit, like you said. And then yeah. your confidence is just going to nosedive. So, because, like I said, I mean, the defensive lines, I would say, are smarter, in fact, not yeah. smarter than offensive lines, but they're just athletically built differently now. And so, if you, if you stop a team three series in a row, your, your offense goes down and scores two touchdowns, you have a 14 point lead you know that they're going to be throwing the ball. Mm. Your, your rush off of the line is that much faster. And that's yeah. a big difference in the NFL. And if I know it's third and 13, my team, I'm a defensive lineman, I'm D Ford. You know, it's third and 13 and, you're, and we're up 14 points. You're about to get the rush of a century right now, whoever the tackle is. And I'm hitting your, I'm getting to the quarterback. He might get the ball off, but I'm going to hit him. I'm going to be there, yeah. you know, and, and uh, I think that that's why, you know, that's why I think you, you start, if you build a team, you build a defense first and then, yeah, then you build your offensive line, you build protection, you build stability and a good defense gives your offense more possessions to get things going. You know, you come into a game as an offense and you go two and out three, uh, two times in a row. And then you come back next time you're on the field, you're down 10 to 14 points. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? You know, we gotta yeah. throw it, right? We can't. I mean, how long are you gonna yeah. stick with the run, really? And the defense knows that. You know, the defense knows we're up fourteen. We stop the run on this next drive, or we stop the run on first down. They're gonna pass the ball probably for the rest of the drive. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and those those are just and it's so like that's why I say like it's so minute the 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 I don't know the room for error 
or their room for their room for coaching is so small um, just because everyone's so smart and intelligent now in the yeah. NFL. And they know and everybody watches film and they study that film they know your tendencies and they know and they know your personnel you know they, they, yeah, they know kind of what you're going to do who you're going to try and get the ball to so we know if you don't get the ball to that person early in the game like that's what one thing i think the browns did so well sorry to be long-winded but no, no, that's what good keep browns, going man it's good it's yeah, great. That's the browns did so well last week was they got the ball to odell and the Jarvis in, uncon- in unconventional ways. That's why I think the Chiefs are so good. Because, yeah, you know who they're trying to get the ball to, but you never really know how they're going to get that mm-hmm. person the ball. You know, and it's always somebody running this way, bringing it back that way, and then I'm throwing the ball down the field to Tyreek Hill. But, like, yeah. so there's so much – your eyes are going so much, and I think they did that – the Browns did that so well with Odell early in, early in the game so that the defense was never able to really settle in and hone in on what the offense is probably going to do because they just, they just ran a reverse. Oops. Now they, now they just ran a, a, ta- a double pass and Jarvis Landry threw a touchdown and now they're throwing. And, I the, and then now you get down in the red zone, the defense doesn't know and a simple slant to Odell. And he was well, that's, cool. that's what we thought we were going to see last year from the Browns. We had all the off season hype last year and then yeah. Freddie Kitchens couldn't put it together. But it seems like we're actually getting it, the kind of Browns 2.0, we're getting it this year. Which I'm not sure is, we're really getting it. Cool. I mean, what Odell did against the Cowboys is what Odell does to the Cowboys every time he plays them. The rest of the teams he plays, when he's been on the Browns, he's not really been very good. So I'm not buying the Odells beating the world yet. Yeah, fair enough. No, yeah. But the, I mean, the idea is, like, Baker Mayfield is basically just needs to have a glorified handoff to those skill position players that can make things happen. Yeah, like, take him out of the offense. Like, if you can give it to Odell Beckham Jr. Right. on a reverse or a quick screen or something, he has the ability to make guys miss. Jarvis Landry has that. Nick Chubb can plow through anybody once he gets back fit and healthy again. And Kareem Hunt's got a wonderful quick step in a hole and being able to move out and burst. So... Baker Mayfield doesn't need to sling it deep until they get themselves in those awkward yeah. third down but positions. I think that's great for a for a third year quarterback. Exactly. You know, does he does he need to do everything? Like, you know, no. you should have you should have a system where, like, you know, if he's going to have a long career, you know, 10, 12, 15 year career in the NFL, yeah, he sh- it, it shouldn't have to be. You know, we expect these guys to come in and just to be the best thing ever instantly, like Patrick Mahomes. But it doesn't work like that with every quarterback. He might not be- hit his potential until year five. But if he doesn't get that chance, like Sam Darnold isn't, but then he, we're never going to see it. He's not going to make year five. He's going to be out of the league. Does yep. he, he want to be that guy, though, as well? Like there, is, there must be a level of like, well, I do want to be the guy, particularly at the quarterback position. Because you well, he of... plays with that kind of attitude, doesn't he? He's a kind of swagger kind of well, guy. So well, yeah. yeah, well, you you can be the guy as long and and when I mean, you cannot be the guy and go ten and six and then be the guy because yeah. you're yeah. ten and six and yeah, just win and because your efficiency yeah. is just through the roof, right? You might you might throw the ball twenty times a game, but you go fifteen for twenty. 14 for 20 for 200 yards and two touchdowns, you're the guy. Yeah. Like, no, and, and that's, especially for young quarterbacks, I think that that is so important um, for them to be able to lean on somebody else 
a run game, a quick pass game, mm-hmm. um, dump offs to the tight ends, being able to lean on those guys so you don't feel like you have to do it every time. And yeah. now you're dropping back and you're putting so much more pressure on yourself, not to mention what the defense is doing to you. And like that's what I think – that's why I think the Chiefs are like – going to win it again this year and why I think they're so brilliant it's like yes you have possibly the greatest quarterback we've ever seen I mean through his first what year is this for Pat Mahomes four uh technically three. it's three but he, three. he didn't he only Came started in, a couple of games late in his first year and then right I think he had like four or five starts in his first year and then it was second year had the AFC championship loss to the Patriots third year wins the Super Bowl right, right. so and I don't even think he ha- – I don't even think, like, it's all on him. The run game is great. And I, and by me, when I say run game, I, run game, I just don't mean handing off to the running back. The way they their fly sweep game is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, if he gets in trouble, he knows Kelsey's going to be right there. You know, like, he, there, I feel like he's playing so well because I don't think he feels the pressure that we're accustomed to to a player of his stature to feel also because he can use his feet because he's crafty because he can get the ball, but he has, he has check downs. He has easy plays that are created for him. Um, And, and granted, there's a lot going on. There's emotion. They're, they're adjusting. They're changing the formation. They're changing the matchups. They're making the defense check. But at the end of the day, it's a fly sweep. At the end of the day, it's just a screen. At the end of the day, it's Travis Kelsey sitting over the middle of the ball, and he's just throwing it to him in his own coverage. You know, they're not asking. I feel like there's teams that ask their quarterbacks to do more than what the Chiefs are asking Patrick Mahomes to do. And to me, that sounds crazy, you know. But it's it's big big picture, isn't it? Why make him do more? If he's doing what he's doing so well, and he's got the skills to pull it off with such, well, flair, to be honest, there's no need to ask him to do more and try and – Throw it over the defense every play. Just make the simple completion sometimes. And that's 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 the coaching. Yeah, coaching what you're saying. So much, so much of moving the chains is just make just make the simple read. Take what the defense is giving you. Yeah, yeah. The play, yeah, the play might be to hit to hit the slot receiver on an over route for 20 yards, but if it's not there. The defense is giving you this little five yard check down. Check it down to the back. Let the back get seven. Now we're second and three. And now let's well, move on to the next down. Tom, Tom Brady was ne- not the most flair quarterback, but he was so good at tearing apart defenses because, like you said, he just he took what they gave him and he did it every time clinically. <laughs> so, all that in your hands and for you 20 years. 20 some odd years. <laughs> yeah. Like, just get the ball out. Get it out. So, yeah. like, if you look at Tom's early years, he was only throwing the ball 20 to 30 times a game max. You know when they when they had the, that that um, that dynasty run where they what the, his first three championships they leaned on the run game much more than they than they leaned on the yeah pass. for sure yeah unless, yeah unless it was fourth quarter and they had to come back you know but um, but that's how you allow because we're all human I mean I don't I don't care who, how good of a college player you are you're all human and and if you can just get confidence in yourself and confidence in your team and trust that I can hand the ball off three times and we're going to get a first down. I don't even, I don't have to do anything except get us in the right run play, snap the ball. Then when it's my turn, I'm like, cool, let's go. It's just, 
I, I you know, it, it's just getting into a, into a rhythm. And I think um, the Ravens, the Chiefs, Patriots, the top teams are very, very good at that. They're not trying, they, like, they're not trying to go get big down the field throws all the time. If it's there, we'll take it. But we're not, that's, but we have to work ourselves into that. You know, we have to get the defense coming up, trying to stop this, try to stop that, try, and then before they know it, boop, over over the top of your head. Yeah. You know, and um, and I, I to me, like it just seems it, it just doesn't. I feel like sometimes teams make it harder on themselves than they really have to. You know, are kind of overthinking it. Um, yeah, it's ten. Y- it's it's ten yards at a time. Like ten football, yards. football is like. A simple game sometimes like mm-hmm. if you or can maybe it's the opportunity it's a six inches in front of your face yeah that's what it's, it is it's just the 10 yards you know you got you you got you got four downs to make 10 yards if you keep doing that you will score so it's yeah. like yeah. You know, exactly. you it's that simple to... dave is that well, simple? You, don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to do it you don't have to do it in two plays you can do it in right. 12 you know or against yeah, the Falcons, 10 minutes off the have... clock if you want you know like, right and you don't have to do it every time every Every possession you know yeah. it's okay it's okay to go two or three possessions and not score a touchdown but you need to get at least a few first downs and move the ball like it, that is more I think it's more important to get first downs and move the ball sometimes than it is to get a touchdown because you're you're like you're giving your team confidence you're you're mm-hmm. tiring the defense first of all yeah yeah um you're having you're making the defense think about multiple different things now. If you're able to move the change with different players, if you go into a game and eight different guys have caught the ball and you're heading into the fourth quarter, the defense is kind of on their heels and they're probably going to jump into a zone and protect the lead if they're up. Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 just so the Falcons every- do every week and then they get completely slaughtered. <laughs> we got to leave the really? Falcons. Alone, well, no, because that I mean the the, the Browns uh, no the the. the the Cowboys playing the Browns. The Cowboys came out against the Browns. I'm pretty sure they were playing prevent defense as well, just letting everything happen, hmm. which is why Dak threw for so many yards because they're just like, oh yeah, fine, it's okay. Just don't give it the big play, and then they scored. Lots of he's touchdowns. on. He's on just on Dak. He's on course for like seven thousand yards or something if he kept his current pace. It's quite yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, yeah. yeah, they probably just... still won't pay him. That's what. That's what I feel bad for. <laughs> that's what I feel bad for. Dak deserves to get paid, and, and because yeah, he like, does, he it, does. Because of the season they're having, and it's because not to do with opinion, him though, is it? It's nothing to do with him, is the thing. They're they're scoring points every year, yeah, every, every week. They're scoring points, like they have a great offense. The defense just can't can't stop a blind man, like it, like the, <laughs> the, 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 sec, the, the, the secondary is like I think they have one the rookie, uh, uh, Trevon Diggs. The guy who got to make Calf's uh, touchdown because he, he yes. keeps being from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Love that bit of hustle. That's a great bit of hustle. Absolutely. I think he's extremely talented. Yeah. Uh, um, and he's going to have to grow up fast, which I think will help him down the line. Um, but I like. They, what they, about Leighton Van Der Esch? I was, he was a rising star last year. It doesn't seem. Where's the defense he? Is com- the defense is completely different now. Yeah. And the, the, the way the Cowboys used to run their defense, their, the defensive coordinator was there for um, eight, 10 years, maybe even longer. Um, and they ran a completely different defense. Um, this year, Mike Nolan is the, is the defensive coordinator. And um, I they're think playing a 4 3 or a 3 4. Now they're playing, now they're playing a 4 3. 
Right. Um, but they, like, it might be a 4 3, but like, a lot of times it'll look like a, it. it'll, yeah, yeah, it'll look like a five down, and then it's just, and then they'll slide, and one guy will drop back and ends up being so, like, you know, it, it's hard, it's hard to really tell sometimes. But those those linebackers, that's the biggest change. Is like those linebackers were drafted to play a four three scheme, um, drafted to play a scheme where the way that Cowboys used to do it, the line would the D line would slant, slant, slant more, slant again, and then they would rarely blitz. So the rules were simple for the for the for the for the linebackers. And as an offense going against that defense, we knew where every player was going to be, but it's still hard to beat it because they were so disciplined and so consistent because they had simple rules. Now you take a linebacker who's been in a certain, in that type of a system for three years. And now you're, now you have to, I'm uh, now I'm guarding the tight end. Oh, they motion. Okay. Now I'm reading two to three. Got to, got to slide in and out of the zone. Yeah. If you're like, it's going to take some time for those linebackers to end and the secondary really to really get into how the defense coordinator calls plays, um, how to see, how to anticipate, mm. um, you know, certain plays. And um, that's, you know, Sean Lee was one of the smartest players I ever played against. Um, and he played in that, in that, in the defense of past years there for, for Dallas. Um he was exceptionally smart um, and would be there before the ball would even be there. Um, but in, I think in that, in the Mike Nolan scheme, it takes not only discipline, but you have to be able to anticipate and you have to have some kind of smarts about you. Um, not that they don't or by no means, but it takes, it, yeah. it's a new system. It might be a year to two things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think and that maybe more of an off season too might have helped. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's true. Yeah, they have a pretty good defensive line. I was going to say Demarcus Lawrence and stuff. I don't know where these guys are. He's got paid and done nothing. He's done Albert Hainsworth. He disappeared. He's so talented. He's huge guys. Don't they? Don't they have uh, Everson Griffin there? Didn't he get in? He was. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm thinking thinking of Jeremy McCoy got injured. Yeah, Everson Griffin. I'm pretty sure Everson Griffin went there, and they've got Alden Smith back after how many years? Yeah, yeah, they've got the talent then. That's yeah, crazy. I think they have a, a good defensive line, and I think the defensive line is playing better than they have in past years because of the scheme. Mm. But what that does is then it, it stresses the linebacking core um, a lot more because they're not—they're no longer taking up gaps. Now they're rushing to get to the passer, which opens up bigger lanes and more lanes, and it's yeah. more for the for the sec for the second line of defense, the linebackers, to deal with. You know, and if the linebackers aren't getting, aren't dropping back and getting underneath over routes and crossing routes um, and the short routes, and now now you're now you're putting a safety or a corner in a one-on-one situation with 30 yards of field, yeah. And against good receivers, you're not going to make that tackle. And even if you do make that tackle, it'll be a 15, 20-yard gain. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a really so, interesting way of looking at. It. I never thought <laughs> of that as being a big thing. You, obviously, yeah. you take it for granted that coaches change. You assume the systems will be. Obviously, not completely the same, but you don't expect them to have that much of a drop off. But that is, yeah, it makes a hell of a lot of sense as to why they're struggling. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys scheme, um, the past, like I said, before this year, the past however many years, um, was very specific to Dallas. Right. Um, now, now, I don't 
know if any other team, any other defense ran a defense like that. Um, and they were built for that. And those are the players that they have. And those most of those guys have been playing in that scheme. And that's the scheme that they thrived in. But when you come in and you completely change a scheme, like it goes back to the coaching. There you go. It goes, it goes back to putting players in a scheme that they're maybe not Suited built to. for or instead of changing the scheme to fit the players. And I don't know, maybe they are trying to do some things um, that do fit their do fit their players because they have a very talented linebacking core. Yeah. Um, well, Jalen yeah. Smith is well. Jalen Smith looked like a world beater last year. It might come together. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it doesn't. Yeah, let's I, hope it doesn't, Ollie. I think right? <laughs> all I've been listening to this and thinking like in, Eagles are yeah. gonna take the division. Eagles are taking the division then. <laughs> Dallas are gonna suck again. It's all right, don't worry. Yeah. How do you feel up there in Philly? Bad. <laughs> uh, to put it briefly, um, look, injury troubles haven't helped. Like going into the season, it was already a banged up side, which is ridiculous to even think about when you know you're you're worrying more about COVID and on a global thing, and and, on a, and even on a mass NFL thing, and still players yeah. are banged up before you even get to game one without any proper practice and no preseason. Um, I I, I really think we miss Alshon Jeffrey as a, a big target for Wentz. Uh, I, I think that's kind of been missed slightly with a lot of the slamming of, of Wentz. I mean, he's not playing with much. Obviously, he's got a good relationship with Greg Ward, which is great. You know, Ertz is um, a quality tight end. Goddard's a great backup, but, you know, didn't feature much uh, last time out. Um, Miles Sanders, I don't... And not to put anything on, like, smaller running backs, but I don't think he's big enough to be a number one back consistently. Um I, I think he's a great overall running back, but three downs, he's not going to last long enough, I don't think. Um, and then that defensive line doesn't get enough pressure. And that was the whole thing that took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. And it's the thing that we haven't been able to do since that year is that rotating players in and out isn't working in that same way. And it's a bad secondary and linebacking court. Like, I mean, not bad as in, I guess you're talking about you know fine margins all across the field and, and the difference between the best player and the worst player is is quite small but it's a secondary that certainly doesn't seem to know how to play together and and cover all of the assignments that need to be covered and if you're not getting the pressure on the QB and forcing erratic throws they're going to be pretty prim- pinpoint on receivers and a good QB will shred them apart and that's what that's what we're seeing so yeah even Dwayne Haskins did that yeah even Dwayne has first game. Do you, Ollie, uh, Eagles blew there. Do you think? Do you think that the confidence of uh, Wentz is kind of? Do you think it's down to? We're talking about like Baker Mayfield struggling, but now they're kind of finding a way to give him a cushion so that he can start kind of developing himself again. Do you think they kind of need to rebuild Wentz a little bit? Like it seems like his confidence is really shot. I, I still don't think after he four was, weeks. I still don't think he ever really had that much confidence. I still. Uh, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I, I think Wentz is the kind of guy that is trying to look confident because that's what a NFL quarterback is yeah, meant to look like. Thing, okay, yeah. but we've seen him. We've seen him play at an MVP level. You know, he had that two thirds of a season where and, he played, and that I think is one of those a bit like the kind of Fitz Magic situations that we were talking about. You know, this at that moment, no one was expecting that from Carson Wentz because we hadn't seen that at all, and he also still yeah. had like a. a, a Two-headed monster in a Jai and um, Legarrette Blunt for running backs, 
Sproles was there too, wasn't and yeah, Sproles was there got, for a while. He got yeah, injured yeah. though that year as well in the in the Super Bowl. Oh, role. okay. Because okay. um, that was yeah, that was yeah, the Wendell real Smallwood shame. and Corey Clement that came in and just yeah, the place yeah Smallwood, Clement, Garrett Blunt, Ajay. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was a great a backfield to have for versatility stable, yeah. and and obviously the power of Blunt as well to be just a, a bulky running back. And so mm-hmm. I, I think Wentz benefited from a lot of that. You also had Alshon Jeffrey, who was kind of confident that he was still a great receiver coming out of Chicago and was given an opportunity in what looked like a pretty solid receiving core. Nelson Aguilar didn't have hands made of, you know, granite, which <laughs> <Stone>. was fantastic. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and, but I mean, don't you can't take too much away from him for that. Set. I mean, no, he no, did. I, I remember not... him putting together games and, and specific plays where he was doing... Patrick Mahomes-esque stuff, like in that kind of elite tier where you're like, no one else can do that. But and, uh, and you bust to Shane's knee. point, coaching, he did have Frank Reich calling the plays. Yeah. Frank Reich, was a, Frank Reich is a very good offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And John DeFilippo, they, he was very close to Foles. They're, they're and, both gone, right? Yeah, DeFilippo They both left. Right. And yeah. it's, not, it's not in some ways too surprising that they both have not been quite as good since those extra coaches have gone because Doug Peterson maybe kind of leaned on them for the play calling and lots of game planning for all we know. And so it could be that their that Super Bowl winning Carson Wentz's form was based on the coaching more than it was just his own talent. And you take a quarterback that took, you know, a serious knee injury. And coming yeah. back coming back from that, you know, it mm. it's going to worry you if you're a running back or a, or a, or a wide receiver or whatever, but if you're a quarterback that's or expected quarterback. to stand there in the pocket and you are the go-to guy for getting hit you know, it, it's yeah. gonna shake you a bit. It's gonna make yeah. you a little more. But it, but it is weird. But it's weird though, right? Because he because last year down the stretch, and you know somehow you dribbled into the playoffs, and and you lost, you lost in the playoffs. But like how, like he was playing well then, and he didn't have a lot around him. I just don't know what's changed between last year and this year. It's just I don't know. It just seems like a bit of a mystery. I can kind of figure out why a lot of players are playing badly, but I can't kind of see where it's coming from with Wentz. But I, I don't I, know why he's just suddenly fallen off a cliff. From from where I saw it again, I wasn't massive on Wentz for a, a large part of last year. And I admit that he did carry us through, but he carried a very bad team through uh, in a in an awful division. I mean, there is no way Philadelphia would have had the number of wins that they have last year if they're in any other division. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I genuinely no, think like no. the, the lack of quality and in, in, yeah. in competition in the NFC East just means yeah. that, that that was the opportunity for a very bang average side. And I don't want to say that against a team that, you know, I've followed for a, over 20 years now, pretty much. Like, I don't want to say it's a bang average team, but they just aren't. There's not a cohesion to yeah. either the offense or the defense. So I don't know how you're yeah. meant to win games like that. And it was last year with all the injuries and it's started again this year, to be honest. So. Yeah, I, I think Wentz, I don't want to say he's done because I really want him to get back to being what Wentz was, but I also don't know yeah. if we will get to see Carson Wentz once again. But I'm not willing to be like, yeah, let's put Jalen Hurts in. I mean, that's ludicrous at this point. Will we see Jalen Hurts before the season's up? Yeah, I would hope not. Because yeah, I I, either Wentz gets injured or he gets Wentz pitched. has taken a lot of hits as well. We're talking it's about hits. Like, and he's a lot of the time it's because he's not getting rid of the ball and he's getting... 
he's holding on to it and he's running around or he's trying to wait for a receiver to get open. He's getting hit. The, the thing so that's worried me the, the most about Wentz is the inability to find like the right shoulder of receivers on so many occasions this year. And it's led to some yeah, big yeah, interceptions, yeah. but it's also just led to some really poor incompletions as well of throwing it towards the defender's side. The hits, on the other hand, I... I can't blame Wentz too much with that because there have been so many offensive line injuries at the beginning of the season already. So, I mean, yeah. you know, when Jason Peters is walking yeah. into uh, Doug Peterson's office and saying, don't worry, I'll play left tackle. And Peterson just goes like, All right, fine. Thank God we don't need to go and try and find another makeshift offensive lineman at this point. And that's yeah, kind he's of... He's injured now as well, right? Yeah, so that, and that's so, going yeah. into, that was going into week one of the season and it's only got worse. I mean, you know, Lane Johnson keeps coming back and then doesn't look like Lane Johnson yet so I wonder if that's being rushed back so I think the problems the annoying thing is is that if Dallas are going to be so bad it just keeps the the carrot of hope dangling on yeah, the stick I know. Of like, at least my team has no I have no hope as a Falcons fan like you even though your team's really bad it feels like you're going to have hope for at least half a season it's, yeah it's going to be horrible if oh well maybe like <laughs> if we can just win the next four against the Browns the Steelers and then do the Cowboys oh, late on in the season like we might have it guys like yeah it's the hope that will kill you but it's the hope that kills sorry Shane that was, that was a very long-winded answer to your how are you in Philly I feel like I've exercised some <laughs> demons there off the chest kind of thing it was needed, man. It was he needed. did say, oh, I'm going to talk about this very briefly. And then, <laughs> yeah. It does show me that, that you, you do care. You're a true fan. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm still yeah. like a fool buying the merch. That was, that was hard. <laughs> I, felt, I felt the pain. Yeah, I've got the eagle right on my chest here, man. It's it's faint, but you can just uh, it. Yeah, no. Shane, can I, uh, can, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, if that's all right. Because yeah, I, know, yeah. I know we can't keep you forever. So I thought I'd ask you a couple before um, uh, before we wrap things up. Um, I've got, I mean, this is for everybody, but I've made um, just a, a brief list of my top NFC and AFC teams at the moment. Okay. Let's see where you think people lie. So I've got the Packers at number one in the NFC. I've got the Seahawks Ooh. at two. And then I've got Tampa. And then I've got the Saints and Rams as a kind of second tier in that. Yeah, and you then have, You have Tampa above the Saints? I do, yeah. I think they're starting to click through, and they've got the—I don't know—they've got the better quarterback. It doesn't. I haven't seen a lot from Breeze this year that's made me think that he's going to be able to if carry Michael them far Tom- in the postseason. Michael Thomas's absence is the issue. Yeah, if, yeah, uh, it doesn't if help. Michael yeah. Thomas was with the Saints. Would you still have the the Bucks above the Saints? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Like I, I like I really I don't I don't know if there's a right answer to that. Um, I, I think you need to see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What I had what I did need to see from the Saints, which I saw was Alvin Kamara. Yeah, he's smashing. Silly. Yeah, he's silly. Yeah. I really yeah. wanted him in fancy this year because I thought he'd come back strong. So he's, he's back. He's back. Last yeah, yeah. year I know he was dealing with injuries here and there. I don't think he was ever really a hundred percent, but um he's back. Um uh, with, with Barkley and McCaffrey out, he's looking like the most electrifying player. Yeah, in the, on the field at the minute. Oh, I was yeah. going to say in sports entertainment, yeah. but I had to stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> we have the old rock, yeah, the old rock uh, quote. But do it. Um, okay, so you have the Packers over. Uh, so I don't agree with that. I think the Seahawks are better than the Packers. I do too. Um, and it's hard to choose between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Yep. Yeah. So let's 
because I might not disagree with you right now. Um, I think Green Bay are more balanced. That's my kind of, and I think their defense is slightly better. They don't have a great defense either, but the the Seahawks, if you look at their defense and the, the scores they've given up and the yards they've given up, they're not that far behind the Falcons who yeah. have an awful defense. So I think mm. they're like Russell Wilson is hiding what is quite a poor defense up there in Seattle. I don't know. I think the Packers do a better job of time of possession. I mean, check check the stats if I'm I might be wrong, but I think the Packers yeah. do a better job of sustaining drives and keeping drives going. Mm-hmm. I think the Seahawks do a better job of creating big plays. Uh, I think in part it's because Russell Wilson, if he sees man defense and nobody's open, he's out of here. Um, And if he sees zone, he'll pick it apart. Um, I don't know with the loss of Carson. I don't know how their running game is going to, because I mean, as great as Russell Wilson is um, the Seahawks historic, I mean, since Pete Carroll has got there, they've been a running offense. I know it's a weird season to see them throwing the ball. Yeah. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Russell Wilson is tearing it up. He's one of the top, if not the top quarterback. I mean, you can make an argument. Like, that's what I love about this year. You can make an argument for like five quarterbacks as to why they're the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, um, four. four. Yeah, you just took Josh uh, Allen out, didn't you? Smart. Very smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't trust that guy yet. You can't trust him. Um, I think the Bucks, I think you're right. I think the Bucks um, are starting and, and slowly starting to uh, find their stride. I think Brady will make more deci- more mistakes. I think there's more mistakes and turnovers to come. Um, but then I think once week nine hits, yeah, those mistakes are going to be minimalized. And I really think the Bucks are going to take off in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to beat the Saints the next time they play. Yeah. And they're, they cannot slip up against bad teams. Um, not just because – not that if they do slip up against bad teams or if they lose to the Saints – they won't make the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs regardless. But what I think will make them the better team in the NFC South is if they have that consistency of beating good teams and beating divisional opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, not having those lackluster weeks. You can't go win three weeks in a row looking great and then have a bad week. If you can continue that, especially in the playoffs, that – that's how that's how you go from uh, one and done in the playoffs to NFC championship yeah, playoffs. Yeah. Um, let's see, Packers they're going to be good just because. Um, Rogers has got a point to prove. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, um, Devontae yeah, Adams, the running back, uh, Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams. Williams, yeah, he looks great, um, yeah. He looks good. The defense, it, that defensive line is good. Yeah, the it, Smith brothers and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that defensive line is good. Um, it would be interesting, and and like the thing with the, the thing with the the Packers is they play fundamental football on offense. So, like, yeah, you might be up ten, up fourteen, seventeen going into the second half, going into the fourth quarter, but there's this man named Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> 
and he's pretty good, especially when he has to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I think like good quarterbacks like that, like Aaron Rodgers, you have like you have to beat him in the fourth quarter. And that's when they're playing their best guys like uh, Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, uh, uh, Brady, Breeze, uh, Rodgers. Those guys play their best football in the fourth quarter. Russell Wilson. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever seen a guy throw a deep ball better than Russell Wilson. He's got a beautiful deep pass, hasn't he? It's just so accurate with it. It's not the it's not the strength of his arm. It just it just always just falls into Lockett or whoever's hands, and it's yeah. just like yeah. yeah, they have to break stride because they're just right, right, they're perfect, man. It's because okay, of the scrambling. If I was to rank, yeah. if I was to rank the NFC teams right now, I would probably go. Oh God, I'm. Seattle or Green Bay, number one. I'm gonna go Green Bay, number one. Seattle, two. Um, and then what were, what were your last three that you had? So you've come around on Green Bay. I like that. I convinced you on that. No. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> and then and then it? Tampa. After that, I had over the Saints and the Rams. And then no mention of the 49ers for me. They're just outside of that. It depends what happens with injuries and uh, and stuff like that. But I don't know. Those are the ones that I see having the best chance of winning the the NFC. If the Niners get healthy, see, but what 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 sucks for the Niners is Bosa's out for the year. Yeah, that's a big one. But that's a really big one. But when the Niners get healthy, I would put them at three. You put uh, them at three, okay? I would put them. I would put them at three. Okay. I would put. Um, but that's if, and we're talking about now, right? Yeah. Okay. So I would go Green Bay, Seattle, New Orleans, Tampa, San Francisco. Okay. Right now. And the Rams just outside of that, or you're not hot on the Rams? I'm not sold yet. Okay. They made they made hard work a bit of I know a bit hot and cold. That was the most boring game as well. Their last game it was. I, I think it that... hurts me to watch. It hurts me to watch the Giants. So I I I mean, oh, no. <laughs> it, it just it hurts my it hurts my soul. Like it, it does. Oh, it man. does. Like I still have love in for your voice. franchise, and it just it just hurts me. Yeah. Um, you've just given yeah. the Falcons fan your weakness there, Shane. It's like you're, you've just revealed <laughs> your kryptonite there. That's all right. That's okay. Yeah, they got they got other shit to worry hey, about. Hey, join <laughs> join the club, man. You know, there's a lot of tears to go yeah, around. Misery loves company. Well, so. Yeah. Okay. okay. Wait, what's the AFC. AFC. Right. So I've got I've got the Chiefs number one. That's an easy one. Um, and then I've gone with the Ravens at two. And then I think it gets interesting. I've got, I've got the Steelers at three, and then I've got the Bills, and then I've got, uh, I mean, kind of everybody else. You know, I've got the Browns, and you know, there's the some Colts. other kind of. Uh, I put the Colts in with the Browns. I'm okay. not convinced that you know Rivers is going to do anything this year. I think their defense is legit, but okay. I don't know. I don't think I don't think good defenses are good enough in the NFL these days to stop teams consistently scoring 25. 30, yeah. The Colts so. offense hasn't really kind of kicked into life properly yet. Like Rivers not has yet. looked like he's played nicely, but it's not been Rivers. Uh, I just explosive. Like, uh, it's been like, 
okay, that's fine. Yeah. And yeah. it's pretty boring. Yeah, I, I was hoping for a little bit more from Indianapolis this year. So yeah, that. me too. Yeah, yeah, they're but I haven't de- seen it yet. Yeah, their defense is playing phenomenal, but mm. they need to. They're not look like kind of like New England's defense last year. They were the number one ranked defense through the first like eight to ten weeks, but yeah. eventually it's gonna catch up with you if you don't have an offense to support that. And I think, and I fear that that's what the Colts are going to fall into here towards the end of the season. Um, Cause I mean, it, it's hard to keep, it's hard to keep that up, whether you're the number one offense with not a good defense, number one defense with a struggling offense, it's hard to keep that play up because you're on the field so much more. Yeah. You're, you're going to get worn down. You're going to get more nicks, more bruises, more injuries, um, it's pressure as well. The mental pressure of having to keep it going. Mental pressure, and also, and also, now when you're getting scouted, the the opposing offenses. We're talking about the Colts defense. The opposing offenses are going to see so many more snaps of you, yeah. of different for of different formations teams are throwing at you. They're going to be able to pick apart what you really, really do well and what you you don't really do that well. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be more in depth. They're going to have more statistics, more more analysts. Uh, more analytics, I should say, more analytics on your defense as a whole because you guys are out because the defense is out there the whole time. Yeah, and I kind of think that's that's kind of what will perpetuate for the Colts. Unfortunately, you had okay. Say say the top five AFC one more time. So I've got I've got the Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Bills, and then the rest. Browns, Browns, Patriots, Colts. They're all in a kind of. You know, a bubble, a, bu- a second kind of tier to me. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm guessing the Patriots are gonna be a bit higher on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh, right now, right? We're talking right now. Yeah, right. and potential. You know, your potential. What you've seen so far. You know, it needs to. Chiefs, Baltimore. Patriots, Steelers, Bills. Fair. Patriots. Oh, I want to. I want to slide the Raiders in there so bad. Oh, really? Uh, I do. I'm. They have really looked impressed. pretty good. The Raiders. I know. It's I, a I soft think... defense, though. I don't know. They stick around for three quarters against New England. They they kind of stick around with the yeah. Bills a bit, but they they're so obviously still not into that caliber just yet and there's some fairly hefty yeah. chunk missing somewhere i think that i think that afc west is going to be the most competitive um division this year well the afc west and the nfc west because yeah the, the cardinals are looking surprisingly good they were uh, really so bad down last week, the, though. He got beaten Real by the bad. Lions pretty bad. Because I, gonna, I, it's going to happen though. That, that's going to yeah. happen. Was mm. it the Panthers? 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 Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. Ignore me. There's two mistakes made today. It's not like me. Freaking screwed up my pick'em league. Oh. Yeah, tell me about it, man. <laughs> oh, that's that's tough. Okay, so I'm going to go Chiefs, Baltimore. You go New England or Pittsburgh. Patriots, Bills, Steelers. Well, we put the Steelers yes. at five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one I'm I was sorry, thinking. Guys. No, it's fine. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's fine, Chen. You I'm can not, happily be wrong. It's fine. I'm I won't not, argue with I'm, you. Yeah. I'm just not so. I, I want to see them 
I'm trying to think. Of, I remember they played the Texans. They play. They they played really well against the Texans, didn't they? Yeah, I think yeah. we would have. I think we would have really beaten up on the Titans as well if we played them. If I'm honest, I think we would have smashed yeah. them all over. Yeah. Um, that so would. And I think that would have probably moved them up to up part the third. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to see that because I want to see them really stop the run. It's yeah. it's very easy for Jazz to hypothetically dominate a team. I think it's. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh yeah in, in my head last sunday we shut down derrick henry got nothing when i was uh thinking about absolutely that. <laughs> when you ran it on nothing. madden like 10 times in a row you won every time right Jared? pretty yeah. much sweet so who, who yeah. wins um uh, all right who wins the nfc east and who wins the afc well, let's just keep it nfc who wins the nfc east and who wins um uh, the NFC North. Packers win the North. I mean, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The Packers South. In a, yeah, yes, 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 yes. So I think the Bucks win the South. And I'm still Bucks. want the Eagles to win. The Eagles, I think they'll do it. The half game lead now is not going to go. They're going to go the whole season and still win maybe seven games. But Dallas are going to win six and then they're going to get in. Well, I picked the Cowboys uh, to win the NFCs when we were talking about this before the season started. So. I'll stick with that, but I mean, uh, it's kind of like, <laughs> well, you know, there's not a lot to like picking kinda... your favorite STD. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> you know, pick one. <laughs> well, one. I want one well, I can one get of rid of. Yeah. Take a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Brutal. Okay. I almost don't Ollie? want to be the team that goes, according to Jazz, seven, eight, and one and makes the playoffs by winning a division. So Probably going to happen. I would rather. No, I don't know. God. I, well, what I, did you go? What did you go last year and win it? It was similar it to that, wasn't it? Yeah, Ace we Nate, went Nate, evens, uh, evens. Eight and eight, I think it was. Yeah. Um, oh man. No, I think Dallas will win it, and if they don't, it's a shambles on them an absolute shame on them because it's a terrible division and they've got the best talent arguably in the division um mm. but philly will do it philly will do it oh there we are nice once we get I like, out, once... I like seeing ollie with some confidence once, i don't like sad ollie once alshon yeah. jeffrey gets back that changes the offense it gives it another target for wentz Sweet. to try and throw yeah. to uh in the west uh, sorry the south even um yeah tampa bay yeah i got tampa yeah well, what were you saying shane I think I th no, no. I think Tampa's defense is really good. Yeah, like, really, really good. Tell you who's really good on that defense. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. He is all over the place. Out of Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, I like him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is talented, and um, he's a rookie. They're putting him all over the place. I love that. I yeah. love it. But I mean, those uh, Levante David and White are two of the best linebackers in the whole yeah. NFC, if not the league. Yeah. I, I mean, I love – because I love watching fast defense because playing against fast defense was, like, the hardest thing in the world, you know? Like, you you, you think you're one-on-one -on -one and you make a move and then there's three more, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so difficult to get yards in space. And, like, that's that's, like – that's like the goal of every offensive coordinator. How do I get this player with the ball in space? How do I get this player against a mismatch in space with the ball? 
Well, when you have a fast defense like that and a defense that can get to the quarterback, um, a defense that can yeah. show you so many different looks because of all the talent and speed that they have. I mean, like it's, yeah, I might be one-on-one with who I want to be one-on-one with, but if I make him miss, I'm not going very much. I'm not going much farther. You know, that's, that's frustrating for offenses. It's, it's very frustrating. It forces, it forces offenses to have to hit big plays um, in order to score. And, and I mean, big plays are demoralizing, but I mean, if you, if you can get the ball off or if you can, if you can hit them, then you can hurt, um, then you can hurt Tampa Bay. And if you can, the, the key to beating Tampa Bay is big plays against their defense and getting to Brady. Um, but even their run game is nice too. So I would say, I would say Bucks and, um, and what was the other one? The East. It's the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. Uh, uh, Cow- I, would say, I would say the Cowboys and the Bucks. Those are my two picks for those two divisions. Okay. The one I'm th- the one I'm curious about is um, AFC East and AFC North. So the East, I think the Pats win that one. You think they? You think they? Beat I the think Bills they can twice? beat the. Yeah, I think they can beat the Bills out, maybe even twice. Right, I'll have to take a look division. at the schedule for that one because if the Bills have a reasonable schedule, then a four and zero start is going to be tough to overcome. So you think for AFC North, I think the Ravens win the division, but I think they have a tied record with the Steelers, but I think that the Ravens beat the Steelers twice. And they, uh, my preseason prediction was 12-4 and four for both records, but yeah. Ravens beating the Steelers twice. So that's my thinking. So Ravens win it, but just because they beat the Steelers twice, not because they had a better record. Mm, yeah. Just and having I, a look now, Bill's... It's kind of a middling schedule. There's some hard ones in there. They've got to play the Chiefs. Read it off real quick. Yeah, I got so. So we got. So we got Titans, Chiefs, Jets, Pats, Seahawks, Cardinals, Chargers, 49ers, Steelers, Broncos, Pats, Dolphins. Some tough ones in there. 49ers, 49ers, Seahawks. They could easily go six and five. They could easily go six and five. Yeah, that's a bit tricky. Or uh, I might, yeah, I might be missing a game. They could, they could easily. Mm. I don't know. I think so much of it rests on if, if, uh, if, if Cam can keep playing when he comes back, if he can keep playing like he was, um, then Josh Allen can stop creating turnovers. Well, that's it, and I think Josh. I think he will. I think he will start. I think we'll start seeing some of like those Little, stats come down. Some reverse bit. pass here. Have this guy here. You go. I'm going yeah. down. No, no. Here's the ball. Double. Double. Forty yards downfield. Shovel. No yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. that was quite. No, I. Yeah, I think the Bills' mistakes are going to catch up with them yeah. as the season goes on. Um, I don't see them beating the Patriots twice, and I think yeah. they have to beat them twice to win the division. Personally. Um, it's going to be tight. That'll be one of the tightest uh, yeah. divisions, I think. I yeah, can't call it. As I don't far know. as the North is concerned, I, I, I can see, I can see the Steelers getting one from Baltimore. Possibly, they won't get both, but they no, definitely not. I think they'll they'll have a chance in the fourth quarter in one of those games, um, and so it's just a matter of if they close it out or not. Yeah. Um, and but the rest of the but the problem is the rest of the 
outside of the AFC North, everyone's scared to death of, of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Well, they are so good at just beating up on worse teams, whereas I can see the Steelers just kind of playing down a little bit. They're oh, not absolutely. like not putting the hurt on teams. Whereas like Lamar Jackson led offense, like they're gonna beat teams like the Falcons or like the Giants or like anybody in the kind of bottom half of the division, they're gonna beat them by two, three scores. Yeah. So like you expect just, so anyway. I feel like they're going to put those games to bed enough where like the Steelers, I could see them slipping up in a couple of those close games against like, the like teams that they should the be up on. Yeah. 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 But that doesn't mean that you won't be really good in the, in the playoffs. It just means yeah. that you might not have like a 12 and four record. You might like go like right. 10, and six or 11 and five. I don't know. And then, and then you're battling and through the wild card, you're battling through another tough uh, a team that had to buy the second for your second playoff game. Yep. Mm. You know, that, well, that's, maybe you won't this year because well, there's only one. Yeah, that's right. Huh? No, no team, sorry, so only one team gets a buy, so only the, the number one seed gets it, which you imagine will be the Chiefs. So yeah. if you're playing any teams in the first week and you're not the seventh seed, the next mm. game you play, well, of course, if the sixth, seventh seed goes out, the sixth seed's there, but you expect to be playing another team that has played the week before as well. So you might not have a team on a bye. I completely Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. In, of course, that's if we get to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Well, with COVID and, and uh, Florida saying, oh, you can have all your fans back in your stadium. <laughs> yeah, what do you think oh, about that? I don't know. Hey, that's Florida. Florida's going to Florida. Florida's a different world, yeah. Florida's going to wild but, shit. Right yeah. I, I don't know. It's one of these days, Florida's just going to have to be its own country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have the United States and Florida. Do you reckon yeah. you could just get a huge chainsaw and just go across? Just <laughs> let that, have you seen that? Float out uh, into there's the a ocean. GIF. There's a gif of um oh, I can't I don't know if it's Wiley Coyote or so it's like one of the uh, Bugs Bunny or one of Looney like the tunes. um the Looney Tunes characters and he's literally doing that. He's got a hacksaw and he's like <laughs> and then it just shows a map and Florida's like at the end and it just pulls away from the rest of the state. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever, have you guys ever Google searched Florida man on your birthday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If you just Google, don't even have to add your birthday. Just Google search Florida man. What's it's, that? What? So be, like the it's like um, the stories, isn't it? Yeah. He comes yeah. Up. Like the story, the stereotype of Florida is like whenever something crazy happens, like Florida man chews off baby's face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. Okay, all right. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, it was like one video or something. Car. Okay, four yeah, hours, Florida four hours ago, four hours ago, oh, you found one. Florida man arrested after brandishing AK forty-seven, firing warning shots at census worker. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that is the top news I'm hit right you. now. Florida is its own oh, country. Oh, dear. It's and that was four it, hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're bored one day, you need something to brighten your spirits for me. Just type it in. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Oh, Oh, shit. oh this is a good one i just uh we don't do too many of them but i feel like it might become a thing on the podcast now florida man charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing alligator through wendy's drive-thru window <laughs> 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 
just wanted more bacon on his burger. That's all he wanted. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I said a large fry. You gave me a small. <laughs> Do you think he regretted it afterwards, though? Like, that was his pet. Like, oh, I left Larry. I should have. Why did I throw? Why did I throw Larry? Oh, fucking Larry. In the- it was <laughs> my favorite <laughs> alligator. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, it's, it's wild out there. It's that is wild. mental. I don't revisit them. No. <laughs> no? Yeah. Too much. Didn't spend a few extra days yeah. on those away trips down to Miami then. Wasn't wasn't willing to hang out in Florida a, few, a bit longer and see what it's like. No. <laughs> <laughs> the longest I've ever been in Florida was when we were there for the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the longest, that's the most time I've ever spent in Florida. That was, what, like four or five days? Yeah, that's the most time that's, that I've ever spent at once in, in Florida. That's very much and like a bubble as well, isn't it? Because you don't see, like, Florida man stuff. You just see what they want you to see kind of thing. It's like, oh, no, look at the shiny, yeah. shiny stadium and all the <laughs> NFL players. <laughs> Ignore look, that guy with the game. AK-47 <laughs> on the street. So, COVID and NFL, right? So, if they're what they're going to do as far as playoffs are concerned and, and division winners, if they're, if let's just say the season gets cut down to like 12 games per team, or like most teams or some teams only have 12, 10 to 12 games, they're going to change the play, the teams that get into the playoffs, excuse me, based on their winning percentage. Okay. So, if, you your team played 16 games right and you guys went i don't know 10 and 6 this team over here only played 12 games and they went uh 9 and 3 Pretty. it's mm. a better winning percentage they get they get into the what play about strength that. of schedule though like if your yeah, last four games are like against the two of them are against the giants and the yeah and redskins yeah. or whatever like pony teams then or what if miss the four out games on those. Didn't, or what if the four games you weren't able to play were against the top teams in the league? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you got away with it. Yeah. Like well, the Falcons yeah. last games against like the Bucks, the Saints and the Bucks, I think it is. If you missed out those three games, the Falcons have probably got a better winning record. Uh yeah, I wouldn't worry about the Falcons <laughs> I'm just using them as an example because they got three heavy games at the end that's, of the season. That's funny that you, you pluck them out of the air like that. It's it's almost <laughs> as if it's on your top and they're always in my brain because of it. And I wish they weren't. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. yeah, so that's I heard, I heard that last week, and I was like, "Oh, that's going to piss a lot of people off." Mm-hmm. So let's say that they the Titans game this week gets rescheduled, and they have to make a week eighteen or a week nineteen. But say that there's thirty teams that play all their games normally, and they finish at the end of week seventeen. But week eighteen and nineteen are just two games for the two team. Well, say three or four teams that have got the COVID issues. Yeah. Do you reckon that would create an unfair advantage going into the playoffs with all the teams having finished their games, having two weeks to rest and prepare, Absolutely. where the other COVID teams have got the issues? Yeah, you'll be fresh. I mean, Good point. If we could get, if we could play ten weeks in a row and they get a two-week break before the playoffs, I mean, that's yeah. that's I'm huge. Fresh as hell. Yeah, I mean, and and granted, we might not be as sharp in the first quarter, but third half of the second half of the third quarter and the fourth quarter we feel great compared to who we're playing against yeah we're gonna you know 
And you know, that's that's why that's why <laughs> there's a reason why they get the top seed of buy in the yeah. before the playoffs start. They, they don't do it because it hurts them. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so that would be and like that and like another thing is like the re, like how you can only reschedule so many games. You can't reschedule for Tuesday. They so you'll only the only day you can reschedule a game for is Monday. Yeah. Like, it's not fair to reschedule a game for Tuesday and then ask them to play on Sunday. Like that's the the team you're playing against has two extra test two more days than you to prepare to rest. So I don't know. And if you play on Tuesday, is your coach gonna give you Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday off? Like yeah. no. So like I just I mean there's no wiggle it's, room in this in this NFL season. They haven't given themselves any wiggle room, and it's a huge planning yeah. fault on their part. After seeing everything that the NHL, the NBA, and other sports leagues did, they yeah. continue to press on with a narrow season and hope that everybody would treat it like they're in a team bubble. And you right. can't keep it that way. It's, there's too many people, as we, we said way back when we last spoke. Way, way back when, yeah. I think it would. I think it would have been smart to have everybody have bye weeks at the same time and give them multiple. Like you play four games, have a bye week. Play four games, have a bye week. Yeah. Play four games, have a bye week. Yeah, might be a shortened season. You might only get fourteen games in. You know, um, because it gives you that cushion, though, right? But I mean, everybody. I mean, I just it just seems to make more sense to me. Yeah. 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 Do you reckon they'll have forfeit games? They have. They'll tell the Titans, well, if you can't play this week, you're forfeiting. I, get, I don't know. Like, that's not fair either. It sh- you shouldn't have to forfeit. It should just not count, which is why then they're going to go to uh, winning. Reduced season. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you say you did four weeks in a bye, four weeks in a bye, if you couldn't, like the Titans, you couldn't play a week, well, you, now you have that bye week built in. You guys can play that week because you already because yeah. you didn't play two weeks, and then the next one, like, and that's what they use that bye week for. You know, I mean, I, I just feel I like that I feel like we like, just kind yeah. of we just kind of need to enjoy it while we can, right? Because it might get yeah. taken away at any point. Exactly. Exactly. Well, COVID doesn't yeah. hit the playoffs, so that's all right. Like a regular season will get messed up by, but COVID is inactive during the playoffs. It's uh, official. Oh, of course not. No, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna die in cold weather. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> when all the fans are back in the stadiums in Florida as well, it's really gonna help. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that, that'll kill it too. All the people. Multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. The, the, the humidity down there as well. Yeah, the COVID will get confused. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jump out. Yeah, sure. So, is your pick ready, Dave? It is. Yeah, jump and start. Let's go, Dave. First, let's hear your pick, man. All right. I've got the Arizona Cardinals beating the Jets. It's an easy one. I have got the Eagles plus seven against the Steelers. That might bang me in a big spot, but I'm hoping it's going to be a tight game. Do you say Eagles plus seven? Uh. Well, Steelers might. Uh, Eagles plus seven. Oh, you you've been crazy. Okay. Uh, Dallas Cowboys minus nine point five. 
Who are they playing? Uh, the Giants. Yeah, the Giants might do it. Um, Sorry, I'm going to shout now. The Giants aren't going to score that many points. Crazy talk. Um, Panthers. I've got Falcons. I've got the Falcons winning, which is yeah. questionable. There's a lot that could go wrong. I found this very hard this week. Uh, I've got the Rams minus seven against the Washington football team. And then I've got the Raiders against the Chiefs. I've got the Raiders plus 12, um, which, you know, but divisional game. Okay. I think I thought that was enough of a spread. I was like, ah, I've got a. I just found it really hard to get the the odds up. I don't know about you guys. I got, I got 34 to one for that. So I got some. I don't feel confident about it. I'll put it that way. So I, I, shall I go next, and we'll let Ollie give us the big crazy one that he's been talking absolutely, about. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. what I've gone for is the Bucks minus three. So I've bet on the Thursday night game because Ooh. I just thought the Bucks are going to do oh. it. So I'm, I'm going. I'm being bold here. I've gone Steelers minus seven against the Eagles because I think the Eagles have got nothing and they're not going to be able to score that many points. All right, Jazz. I've gone. <laughs> I told you we dominated the uh, the Titans last week anyway in I, my head. So this week I, we I got it from when you were we... slagging right. off Dave's bet. You don't need to reinforce it on every single time the Steelers and the Eagles game is mentioned. Hey, hey, just because we'll win the battle for Pennsylvania. Anyway, uh, I chose the Panthers plus one. I was going to pick the Falcons to go and win it, but I don't like them as, as kind of favorites. So I thought Panthers might be a better bet there. Yeah, that's fair. But I've gone under over on points totals because I just couldn't pick the spread or winners in so the game. So hard, right? Well enough. I just couldn't do it. So hard. So I've gone over 56 points in the Raiders Chief game. I've gone under 47 points in the Cardinals Jets game. Mm-hmm. And I've gone under 54 in the Jags Texans game. And that got me 1 to 50. I saw 40. Sorry, I got 45 to 1. Okay. It's all right. Decent. Which wasn't too bad. But if I picked winners, it'd be much worse. Well, I've. Ollie, let's hear this. Let's hear this bold. I've, yeah, man. I've only gone for the money line. So there are some safe ones. And so some it's picking all underdogs for older ones. Uh, the Cleveland Browns to beat the Indianapolis Colts. I've gone with okay. the, the Rams to beat the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Falcons to beat the Panthers. Oh, no. you're <laughs> <laughs> just going to get banged in a big spot again. I've got, Sorry, Ollie. Sorry in advance. I've got the Steelers to beat the Eagles. Yeah. Now, Ooh. Jamal Adams is out this week for the Seattle Seahawks. So I'm He's going the with the Minnesota Vikings to beat the Seahawks on Sunday night football. And you know who else is pretty banged up and lost to a pretty shit side last week? The San Francisco 49ers. So I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins to beat the Niners. <laughs> in a bet, Not crazy. In a bet that gives That's, me... I could see it happening. 91 to 1. Ooh, big boy. Oh, yeah. I think that you choice of the... Uh... Yeah. So what's, what's jacked that up then? The Dolphins and... The Dolphins the and the Vikings. Game. Yeah. Taking the Dolphins and the Vikings. Picking, a... picking the Vikings to beat the Seahawks with Kirk Cousins playing in prime time is just not a good and smart yeah, move, to Dal- my opinion. Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the NFL at the moment and is clocking up the yards. And Jamal Adams is out this weekend, which is their best player on defense. He, by he was out last weekend. Their, their defense sucks as well, yeah. the Seahawks. And so Adam they Thielen will be able to run a, all over them. Seeland's having a really nice year so far as well, even with Cousins' averageness at quarterback. Pretty solid. You've got guy, my boy yeah. Jefferson coming through as well. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's kicked on the last two weeks. I just think there's something there for the Vikings against the Steelers. I, I like you, Ben. Sorry, against the Seahawks. That's big yeah. odds as well. Yeah. And the Dolphins wow. one, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I hope you win. 
Jimmy G Bye. came back into training this week. Uh, came back, I think, on Wednesday. Had very limited practice. But aside from that, like, there's still pretty much the same side that lost to the Eagles. Let's go, Ollie. So he might not Let's play go. anyway, Jimmy G. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Well, we got there in the end. A huge thanks to Shane Vereen for joining us on the podcast. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, it's at Shane Vereen 34. That's at Shane Vereen 34 on Instagram. It's Shana 34. That's Shana 34. Follow the podcast on Return the Picks on Twitter and Instagram. All one word. That's just Return the Picks. Uh, myself, Ollie Wilson, O underscore J underscore Wilson on Twitter and Instagram. At David Bluck one on Twitter and at David Bluck on Instagram for Dave and Jazz at Jazz Gillum on Twitter and Instagram. Please like, follow, subscribe the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. Uh, give us some reviews as well. Let us know what you want to hear less of and more of. Uh, as long as it isn't just less of Jazz or more of Dave. Both of those two would be disastrous, really. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, with some more bets and hopefully with a bit of cash in our pocket. Enjoy the football this weekend. There might not be too much left of it this season, but you never know. Take care.